Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this episode of, of course, Breakfast with Boom. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as always, we are going to bring the heat on today's show. Lots of big topics and even bigger panel members. So let's get into the introduction so we can break down these incredible topics. Start your Friday off with the on the right foot so you have an incredible weekend. So we're going to start with our very special guest. Now you know him as not only one of the voices, one of the most important voices in the community, in my opinion. He's one of the voices on the Basement Radio Arcade podcast known as BRAP on Wednesday evenings. Uh, he's also teamed up recently with a very good friend of ours. You know him as Gaming Forte, where they do a dual podcast, and they talk about some interesting and hot topics. And he's also on a quest to hit 1,000 subs. So I'm going to say this right now before we even get into talking with him. If you like my work, if you trust my opinion, I highly recommend and hopefully suggest that you get over to his channel, sub it, Follow him on Twitter and give this dude some support because he is definitely one of the community's finest. Please welcome Slow Mo Backslap. Yo, boom! All right, wow, that 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 was a that was a very very good. Intro, and I want you right? to know that's not written down. That's just coming from the heart, brother. It, it sounded like sounded like it came from the heart. That's why I'm so <laughs> moved over here. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you uh, you you supporting the channel. Uh, you know, telling everybody, hey, look, I, I, this is why I say to everyone. Uh, check my channel out if you like the content sub you know i don't want i don't want anyone to sub if they feel like it is it, it sucks like your your, your video sucks slow-mo like okay cool i'll take it <laughs> but i think my videos are good you know maybe i think I'm your videos are very informative i think that you take <laughs> i think you take a different angle yeah at, yeah at doing uh, videos where you you're more at least in my opinion the way i the way i interpret your content is that it's informative and yep. it's from a fan's perspective, instead of looking for just the click. So it's not you're not, mm -hmm. not going to get a flash in the pan title just to get people to your channel. You're going to have people come to your channel because they want to hear an honest opinion. And I think that is what separates you from many of the content creators on uh, in this community. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I hate the clickbait stuff. I I like to I seek to inform people of games that they may not have heard of before. And also in, inform people, educate people on these developers that, you know, you may not know their history or their workflow, how they make their games, why they're so unique or different or why their quality of games is so much higher than other developers. So that's that's what I do. And then every every now and then I do a live stream where you can see me play some games badly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just having a good time, having fun. And of course, uh, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Easterns, every other time on my channel, we alternate between me and Gamer Forte. We do our little, you know, uh, duo podcast thing of a bobber thing. We, we got a name for it. We probably will announce it in another day or two. But yeah, it's just it's just fun. You know, come check my stuff out, check the live streams out, have a good time, you know? Yeah, well, listen, all his information is in, of course, the show notes once this video goes live. And like I said, if you, if you appreciate the kind of quality content I put out, I would like to like to suggest you give Slow-Mo uh, a, a, a consideration, at least sub him, stop by, check out his work, and I guarantee you, you're going to walk away impressed. Uh, next up, you know him as someone 
that, like I said always, is costing me a pretty penny. Yes, that's right. I wrote the check for 50 cents and sent it to Sony, the PlayStation Nation, to get him on this show again today. Please welcome the awesome voice of the trophy room, Mr. Bad Bit. I do want to just put some rumors aside. I don't see any of the money that the no, delegation this is, Sony gets. does not share. Let's call it. Yeah, no, they don't. And rightfully so, because listen, the shaky cam that's <laughs> always on Jim Ryan is very expensive. <laughs> so we have to make sure that the autofocus is turned off at all times when looking directly into Jim Ryan, because your head will explode. So yes, trust me, it's, it's a lot of money, man. How, how's everything? Yeah, it's good. Well, good. We're glad that you're here. I know that you're playing Avengers. You're playing a little bit mm -hmm. of uh, Fall Guys. You got, you know, you're you're doing some trophy room stuff. So thanks so much for taking the time to be here. Of course, really appreciate your opinion. Next up, you know him as Dreadpool, but I call him Superman. He is one of the newest members of Breakfast at Boom. Someone that has a tremendous amount of skill and knowledge when it comes to gaming. Welcome, Dreadpool. Good morning. I, you know, I'm here for breakfast and let's do this. You know, I just, you know, I got to watch because the skateboard's coming in yes. sometime, hopefully uh, just after the show, but we never know. So if I abruptly disappear, it's because I'm running out there to get my skateboard. Yeah. You certainly don't want to leave it out there too long because someone no. will roll away with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't have that. And certainly not. Uh, thanks so much for being here. And last, in no way least, the, one of the best voices in podcasting. In fact, I'm hoping that this is an audition for him to get hired for potentially working on Gear 6, one of his favorite franchises. Please welcome Crispy Bomb. Good morning, everybody. And I'm just sitting here chopping at the bit because I just downloaded Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. And I need oh. that music to, uh, yeah, need Sounds the music. Really so I got to wait. Dope. So that nostalgia, baby, nostalgia. You know what? It's great. I'll tell you something. It's funny. Tony Hawk wasn't really a topic. I mean, we can kind of just jump into it for a second. It is getting an incredible reviews. I've had a chance to play the warehouse demo. I have it downloaded uh, as of, as of uh, last night. I'm ready to rock and roll with it. I know I know a lot of people in the community are maybe wondering whether or not it's worth a purchase. I, I'm going to say that even though Activision, you know, part of the evil empire of corporations, uh, we have to look past that for, for the, the quality of the game. It, it is an absolutely fantastic and well-made game. Unlike some of the Tony Hawks that we've played in the in, you know oh, in the last God. couple of years, this is this is a return to form. It is uh, an absolute classic and, and and highly worth your time. Yeah, like I said, if you if you before you buy, tr you know, try the demo uh, and try the warehouse demo, and and we'll uh, and, and you'll you'll see if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of, of Tony Hawk One and Two, I think you're going to dig it for sure. Uh, let, but, but let's get into topic number one. But before we do, I have to thank BC uh, all the way from uh, Sydney, Australia. Well, thank you so much there for hanging out. He says, after dropping an outstanding $5 Super Chat late here in Sydney, but thanks so much for all that you guys do. Hope all is well. Hope Jeff Keeley doesn't uh, rock up Tokyo Game Show to downplay Xbox. You know what? It, it wouldn't surprise me to be honest with you. I, I you know, I, I respect Jeff, but sometimes, sometimes I just want to give him a big old wedgie. Isn't it always amazing? Like, did he say Sydney, Australia, or they say Sydney, Sydney yes. Australia? Isn't that fucking wild, guys? <laughs> it, you know what? It's yeah. it's it, 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 it's I never really, it, that. I, I'll say I'll say this as a small show, and I consider this to be, to be a small show. 
to I, I, some of the messages I've gotten from other other parts around the world that they hear this show. It is mm -hmm. is the most humbling experience you could yeah, ever have yeah, yeah. as a content creator to know that someone in another country, very far away, is listening to your show. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. Uh, real quick, our very good and generous friend of the show, Sin Vendetta, is not only here but he drops. Very generous Fidel Superchat and says, Sigh, another Friday and another Friday without Series X and PlayStation 5 prices yeah. and pre orders. Dude, man, we're going to be chasing our tails just like you are. You chase your tails and, and rip it off each other in uh, Four Guys, which is, uh, I actually won a trophy. I mean, I won a crown doing that, which is pretty dope. Yeah, the, um, the stare down continues. You know, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just it's, so it's who's going to blink first? <laughs> you know, what, like, again, let, let, let's get into the uh, uh, bits and bites uh, part of the show. Again, the smaller topics that necessarily will not garner a very large conversation, but a conversation nonetheless. And what I want to do is I want to open up with. Uh, the PlayStation 5 not having backwards compatibility for PlayStation 1, 2, and 3. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. So, some people in the community are calling foul. And I, I, I understand that, especially when you look across the other lawn, which is Microsoft. And they, uh, they're all about generations, right? They're all about allowing you to bring your games and your collections forward. Super important. Uh, but in, in a story that I pulled from Gaming Bolt, some eagle-eyed internet sleuth uh, noticed that via a, Ubis a Ubisoft support listing, it mentioned that the system was not backwards compatible. More specifically, though, it was speaking about multiplayer titles with the exact wording, backwards compatibility will be available for those uh, games supported by the PlayStation 4, but not possible on PlayStation 3, 2, or PlayStation games. Now, look, I, I'm going to say this. I don't see anyone holding their uh, Twisted Metal 2 disc in their right hand while they unpackage the PS5 to pop that disc in there. But, but, to be fair, Sony has been extremely coy about mm -hmm. backwards compatibility, about the entire backwards compatibility for the PlayStation Five. Now, you know we got to remember they've they've done a lot of walking back, you know, the conversations they've had with the community. First, it was the top one hundred games. Then they changed it, and they said, "Well, by the end of the generation, we should have all four thousand games for the PlayStation yeah. Four available." They've they've walked that back severely. And again, I think most people are buying a PlayStation 5 to play PlayStation 5 games. But again, I have to really, really put the, the exclamation point on this particular topic is, for instance, Zemi Games. Zemi Games does not have a PlayStation 4, but he's buying a PlayStation 5. And one of his goals for owning a PlayStation 5 is to play many of the PlayStation 4 games he missed because he doesn't have the system. Mm -hmm. The problem is Sony has not or refuses to talk about it. And I tell you why it's concerning. Not that the house is on fire. Sony's going to be fine. People yeah. are going to be mad. It's the internet. They're going to they're gonna write a letter and send it to whoever they're going to send it to or write a bad tweet. But to be fair, 
Microsoft, one of the things that they've done very well, and they've been very transparent about allow, explaining to the customer that your old games matter to them. And I think they've been very transparent about it. I think it's, it's, it's one of the really, really think, good things that they've done right. And Sony just, again, refuses to bring it up in conversation. We're two months away. I mean, I mean, just think about this for a second, folks. And again, this is not picking on Sony because, you know, obviously I'm a fan as well. But we are two months away officially from the launch of these consoles, potentially, right? Potentially. We don't know for sure. We don't know price. We don't know release dates. We don't know reserve dates. We don't know full-on specs, what PlayStation 5 has, what it doesn't have. We know, And we don't know the backwards compatibility range of the PlayStation 5. My God, these are strange times. You know, Joe, I want to go to you first on this. Sure. And again, listen, backwards compatibility for some is a moot point. I totally get that. But if you, someone like myself... I have a thousand games for the for the Xbox, right? I have a thousand games ranging all the way back from OG to current. A lot of those games, a good tremendous amount of of those a, a number of those games will be coming forward with advancements. Yep, and that's been confirmed. Sony, we don't know how how good the advancements are going to be because they haven't talked about it in, in, yep. in full depth. They haven't talked about what one hundred games are going to be available. Is and I would imagine that newer games like Ghost of Tsushima are going to be available. Yep. I know that uh, I, I would like to believe, not that I would care, because I would literally throw it into a garbage pan on fire. Last of Us Two, because you know how I feel about that. Yeah, I beat it. That's my, you know, whatever. Yeah, you beat it. It's your opinion. You go for you it. Know, um, okay, but, you don't like it. You don't like it. It's good. It's, 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 we're not going to get into it. It's a, it's a dark hole. I don't want to. Yeah, go yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm scared of the dark. So I'm not going down that route. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, but, but again, coming from a PlayStation's perspective, uh -huh. not trying to dump on Sony in any way. Yeah. Is it concerning? Nope. <laughs> okay, so it's not concerning to you. Is there a reason for that? Uh, because I don't really think like I, I know like look for me I am not I don't care about backwards compatibility, uh in terms of like you know PS one PS two PS three I I couldn't care honestly at all like I think one of the reasons I bought the PlayStation one classic everybody hold your laughter, um and one of the one of the things about the the PS one classic that I kind of realizes like oh a lot of these games that like cypher filter that i love i'm like oof right i forgot the the, the mechanics they they didn't learn what mm -hmm. what it takes to be a third person you know shooter or over the shoulder right like the the fifth generation did not age well there are very few exceptions to that rule yeah but and it's it's, it's typically it's yeah yeah typically you know if you're not a platformer yeah you just the games have not aged terrifically well so i don't particularly care if i see a ps1 backwards compatibility i don't think that's necessary i don't think even to a large extent um i i i was talking to my friend about it i'm like ps2 is the largest library in in video game history until this recent generation um how how do you make sure that every single one of those games in that library is actually supported how can you actually say like Oh yeah, every single PS2 game, bam, just emulator on the system. It, I bet it's 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 easier said than done. So like for me, I don't I don't need PS2 or PS1 backwards compatibility to enjoy my console. That said though, PS3, 
I think that's where we get to have the conversation of like, where does backwards compatibility actually matter? And I think it does start with the the seventh generation, right? It's it the seventh or is it the sixth? I always forgot. Anyway, I believe seven. it might be. The, I'm, I believe you're correct. Seven. Yeah. yeah the seven. So like for for me, I'm like that's where things start to matter because that's where we get to see the design of modern uh, games, especially yes. to the very end. Like you see games that we know for this generation, like Destiny, on that platform. So I think that's where backwards compatibility uh, matters a little bit more. But I think where it matters the most is definitely this current gen that we're in. Well, and not 100%, just because, yes, yeah, not just because we're in this generation and we love these games, but I think developers publishers have nailed down what makes a good 3d experience for gamers and what makes a good first person shooter or what makes a good uh well open world i think yeah sure uh, you know what makes a good open world game rpg i think this generation matters more and i think the the problem that we're seeing here is yeah like jim ryan has said this thing's totally backwards compatible well, what does that really mean? And then you have, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, God, he's good collector ears. There you go. Him saying, you know, 100 games will be boost. <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> right? Like, the, yeah, it's concerning that I think the overall feel for me as someone who does not give a shit about a backwards compatible anything um, is that we don't know how, we don't know, we still don't know much about these consoles, and I think that's the most the most troubling thing. And I know when talking about backwards compatibility, you know, like me saying I don't care paints me into the Sony fanboy corner. But like, I I sincerely don't. I think the the only game that I'm like, oh, I I can still go back to that's in the sixth, seventh uh, generations is Halo. And even then replaying it, I'm like, oh, I love the first Halo. And then walking out of Halo One and Halo Two, I'm like. I don't know if I should have played this. <laughs> I get why the flood suck. I, I understand now. So, you know, for me, I take a look at what Xbox is doing and I appreciate it because it's, it, you know, whether I care about backwards compatibility or not, there is at least a concerted effort to take the most popular games from the original console and then put them on on the box mm. right like that and, and then and then doing the the 4k the, the machine learned stuff it really does help with preserving these games and i think that's the most important thing for us as gamers walking into a backwards compatibility is like how are we preserving these games how do like is it and in that, and for me, it's it's not with making sure the system plays PS One games, but it's putting PS One game, digitizing PS One games, and putting them on that system, right? Digitizing yeah. your Xbox library, putting it on that system, like Xbox is done. I think that does a far better job because those discs, people forget, you know, CDs do do expire. Info does and will over time degrade on those cds so to me i'm like the best thing that sony could do in my opinion is just throw them on to ps now we've seen that i think it's like a couple hundred uh like ps3 ps2 yeah games mm -hmm. are on ps now i think that's the the best way to go forward because now you don't have to pay you know 10 bucks for star wars you know knights of the old republic now you pay 10 bucks a month and you have the whole library of whatever PS2 game you want, mm -hmm. that that's cooler to me. But 
I think the real concern is we still don't know. We are going to go into what the 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 first full week of September, or is it the second? No, we're, technically, we're, we're, yeah. I mean, first obviously, full week yeah. of September. Yeah, and we still don't know so much about this console, and that's what hopefully by next week we will know how backwards compatible it is. And I think when when they talk about that, that's where it truly matters. That's where we'll actually see the the guttural reaction of fans is is that. And I think a lot of people were bummed out by the lack of PS2, PS3 backwards compatibility or, or hyping hyping them up so much. But Mark certainly even said in, in that March presentation where we all fall asleep. So I understand if you missed it. It's PS5, PS4. And I get it because the, the way the chip was, people were like, wait, they're saving PS2 and PS3 games. But that, that was never going to be the case. So to me, I'm just like, digitize it. You know, I'm sorry. That was a rant. <laughs> no, no, it, it's perfectly fine. I mean, listen, it's, it's an honest opinion. Real quick, slow-mo, I want to get to you, but let me catch up with some of these super chats. First of all, Smitty Smith, a very good friend of the show, but more importantly, a friend of the community, drops an outstanding final super chat and says, salutations, esteemed panel and chat. Let's all have a great show and day. Thank you, dude. And he says, the Book of X. Yes, we always bring in the Book of X and bringing us back to church where we belong. Sin Vendetta shows his ge- very generous nature once again with an outstanding $10 super chat and says, one thing I'll give PlayStation for the PlayStation 1 and 2 classic games is the fact that they've added trophy support for those release titles, yeah. which is pretty awesome. And you know something? That's a great point because I've always wished that Microsoft, even if they cheaped out, even if they were like, Okay, we're gonna make a thousand. We're gonna give you know just a bunch of fifty point achievements for slicing a bread or cutting a person's arm off. Fifty points. I, I wish they would do that. That would actually be kind of good. So that is dope. We have oh, I wonder gaming, a very good friend of the show, just an outstanding five dollars super chances. I have a lot of games, many I purchase, some free with gold, and the remaining on Game Pass or game sharing. It's about time these games are coming with us. And I, I again, that's it's one of those, one of those opinions, you know, slow-mo. Listen, we, I think we can all agree that PlayStation one, two, and even, even if you want to go crazy and let your hair down, say PlayStation three games, maybe not at the top of the list for some, but with that said, if you take a game and, and, and I like the angle that Joe brought up, he says, you know, you know, uh, res- preserving the games. Now, as a, as a diehard gamer who's been gaming for a very long time, I don't know if we're ever going to see a Ninja Gaiden Black, right? I don't know if we're mm. ever going to see a game like that again mm. from 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 that that character, from that universe, from that franchise. But I can go play uh, Ninja Gaiden Black right now on my on my Xbox One X, and I want to be able to play it on my Series X, and it's going to load faster. It's going to look better. It's potentially going to have HDR. It's going to have things that it never had before. It could potentially run at 120 frames per second if it's because of the machine learning this is this is something that i i'm I'm hoping will eventually come to sony's machine but we don't know are you i mean again not the top of the list for some but is backwards compatible backwards compatibility important but more importantly than even that question slow-mo is are you concerned that sony has not talked about it two months out from the system launching Okay, uh, first question, I would say backwards compatibility is important, but I think we, we're seeing varying 
um, degrees of importance to certain people and and not getting into console war kind of stuff, but just right, right. This is just a general conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- some people care more about it than others. Now, me personally, and I kind of feel like most people kind of feel the way I feel about this is that backwards compatibility is important to me for the games that I personally like really impacted me as a gamer the most. And it's mm-hmm. like my favorite games, I don't care how bad they look. I don't care how blocky it is. I don't care how badly it looks on my HDTV. I'm going to play it. Yeah, I, I, I'm Trigger, right there with you. Chrono Trigger, I have Chrono Trigger on everything. I have Chrono Trigger on my microwave, okay? I have it on everything. <laughs> I have it, honestly, I have it on my cell phone. I have, I've had it on every single cell phone that I've had since it's gone mobile. And it's literally, it's my favorite game of all time. So, for me, it doesn't matter how how it looks. I'll be 80 years old and we'll be playing games in VR like Black Mirror. And I will still go find some old school thing to play Chrono Trigger on because that's that's what that game means to me. Now, I think we get sometimes we get caught up with those certain games. Like right now, I'm playing Mass Effect 2 on PC. There's no controller support on PC. Oh, I wow. stuck at mouse and keyboard. Yeah, makes two of learning mouse and keyboard so he can play Mass Effect 2. Me. See, those games, those some of those games are, and I know Mass Effect 2 is on Xbox, but then I get to play it at 60 frames per second on PC. So that is what it is. But <laughs> um, there are certain games that we think about when we think about backwards compatibility. We think about, oh man, I can't wait to play Jade Empire again. Knights of the Old Republic again. But then sometimes that nostalgia hits us. Yeah. Sometimes you, you go back, like, for example, when they made Jade Empire backwards compatibility, I was like, yes, Jade Empire was such a great RPG back on the original Xbox. Couldn't find my disc, but I said, you know what? They got it on the store. I'm going to go buy it. $8. Eight freaking dollars for a great RPG. Why not? I bought it. Boom. I got about 15 minutes in. Yeah. Said, you know what? My eyes are. Offended. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I can't. I mean, the story's great, but these characters look like my son did this on the etch sketch. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, again, it, what, 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 the, what, what going back to the past sometimes does is ruin your memory of like mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2 is my favorite game of all time. Still in like the top one and two, it's been replaced by Resident 2 uh, 19, but Resident 2 98 has forever, I mean, ever been number one out of all my games I've ever played. And I've, I've tried to go back and play it because, you know, you, you like going back and beating old games in a new era and my god the controls the graphics you're like what did i see what was i what yeah. was i thinking sometimes i mean even like going back to something like um like dark souls like i remember playing like i was just like because i got into the soul series with uh with bloodborne and so like playing dark souls 3 i was like oh this game fucking slaps uh dark souls one remaster comes out i'm like oh i'm gonna love this because it's you know, Dark Souls. This is this is where it starts, right? And and like playing it, I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> even that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the evolution of controls as developers, even developers of the same games, 
figure out better ways to implement their game design like you 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 don't remember it when you were playing it back then because it was all new to you back then but then you look at it now and you're just like wow like you mentioned halo and i remember going back to halo combat evolved what game probably i spent so much time in back when it first came out me and my friends up all night long playing pvp talking trash to one another you know all, all that good stuff going back to it and i started like like what's up with the controls? Like, mm-hmm. I used to play like this. Like, like <laughs> I thought like, this was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that, that control, the default control uh, layout, is so different to what we play now. And it's like exactly. I'm so glad that three four three implemented the ability to to give you more modern layout design because i was like i can't play the old way no more <laughs> i just can't do it, it it's yeah. it's 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 hilarious that and, and what i was saying about nostalgia is i think that for the vast majority of those games most people don't care about them but then mm-hmm. it's still somewhat important because we're all different individuals and we all have a game or two or three that we could keep playing from now into infinity and so that game may be different from everyone else. Like I know like for, for PS4 um, and I'm glad the PS5 would be backwards compatible with the PS4. Don't really care so much about PS3, PS2 and PS1. Yeah. Most, I, most people. Although, although, but PS1, I actually like uh, Xenogears. Um, Xenogears is a great game. dude. That's I would love game. to play that again. Although I, I don't know if that's, once again, I was talking about. I, I think you're gonna you're gonna run from cover closing <laughs> your eyes. I might, I might I might regret it, you know. But <laughs> but um, like a game like Until Dawn is is a game that I pretty much play once a year That's on my PlayStation. What a, and I, and I'm rare with that. A crime against humanity that there wasn't a sequel. I mean, we, we do have the uh, Dark Anthology, which, to be honest with you, is great. But it, is, it would yeah. it would have been great to have an actual sequel. That they, wasn't they, a, they were working on an exclusive game that isn't VR for Sony. So, so Supermassive might be doing a sequel of some of some kind at some point. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll still be using the Decimate engine again for that. All the other games so far have been on un, Unreal, which is fine. But I, I really think they were ahead of their time with Decima in that genre. Yeah, I agree. Um, back when, until Dawn came out, but that's that's like a, that's a game that I'm glad I'll still be able to play on PS5. And and you know it's it's I think for in regards to concerns with them, Ubisoft came out had the page up, then they took the page down. Now that could mean one or two things. It could mean that Sony came to them and was like, "Yo, what you doing? Mm-hmm. We, you 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 blowing up our spot, man. We gonna announce this in our way, okay? Can you can you shut up and we can we announce this so that it don't look so bad? And then Ubisoft took it down and said, "Our bad, our bad." Or they were wrong. And Sony was like, yo, that's not accurate. We are doing this. We just ain't talked about it yet. And then they took it down. But we don't have any explanation. Yeah, you know what? I mean, so, and again, it, it's the the one thing that we know about Sony slow-mo. And I think I think everyone will agree on the panel, also in the, the near 300 in the chat already, is that if Sony has something, they tout it. They yeah. are going to the highest mountain, and they are screaming from the heavens that we have it and you don't, and suck it. And they, and they're again the aggressive nature of their marketing is why they won this, this generation. I mean, obviously the the incredible games helped, but their 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 
24-inch Python arm of marketing that they currently have is 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 a strong trait for Sony. And if they had this, if they had this available, they would be out there talking about it. I don't believe that they do, and it's going to be interesting to see what they what they offer their fans. Uh, you know, real mm-hmm. quick, uh, l- let me uh, let me go to, of course, uh, Crispy Bomb. Crispy, listen. You are someone that appreciates a lot of things when it comes to gaming. You appreciate Game, play, game Pass because of its value, but you appreciate the ability to play an older game that is for free. And Microsoft makes it real easy. If you have the disc, you can play. And a lot of the times, you just they go into Game Pass and you're downloading it that way. Either, either way, they're giving the customer something that people take for granted. It's called options. Something that Sony doesn't usually, they're not, it's not one of their strong suits. Let's call a spade a spade, right? And mm-hmm. it appears, it appears that their coyness on the subject, at least in my personal opinion, alludes to the fact that they're not concerned about backwards compatibility. I'm, I, again, we know that some PlayStation 4 games are going to be available. I just don't know how many. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, number one, they've kind of already inkled to this because they they care about generations. They want a new generation. Um, so just to get any back and pat at this point, you should be happy because I don't feel that is any in any way their their focus at all. And, and clearly, in in what Microsoft has done, it's it's a lot more difficult than people make it out to be. Um, you know, it, with licenses, with with the technology, they're using a lot of a lot of their software to really, uh, you know, boister being able to play some of these games that are, you know, sometimes hurt your eyes. But um, you, you <laughs> know, at the end of the day, I need clarity because I really didn't touch PlayStation Four or Three, and there are a lot of great games that I have never even experienced. You and... see, and, and I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because you fall into the same boat as Zemi. Zemi missed out on a lot of the great PlayStation 4 games because he didn't have one. You know, he had one early on. Financial things probably happened or he just didn't enjoy the system anymore, like like many people, and just had to get rid of it for whatever reasons he got mm-hmm. rid of it. But his, his, if you talk to him about it, he says exactly what you're saying. He goes, I'm buying a PlayStation 5 because I want the new tech. And I know that PlayStation is going to bring some good games, but one of the contributing factors is he wants to be able to go and play some of the older games, just like you. Exactly. And, you know, my point is always like, especially, you know, the the clarification on what they're doing with the PlayStation 4 titles, at least. It's a little confusing right now. I. it's one of those things where they've walked back and this is coming from, you know, PlayStation or at least sites that really cover PlayStation. And it's just, it's a little strange. I feel like they almost, they want to have like the full library or, or most of it. And I feel like they almost don't have a way of doing it for some reason. Um, it's just strange. I, I just, like you said, they, they usually, you know, scream from the rooftop. Hey, we got this. You yeah, know what I mean? They and, sure do. and I just, they need to clarify. I mean, we, we are so close to this coming out. I mean, and, and I'm not talking about purchasing right away, but, you know, my thoughts on purchasing it down the road. 
I want to be able to play it. Even PlayStation Three games, I, I I really I couldn't afford a PlayStation Three when it came out. That's why I was like, okay, three sixty. Here you go, take my money. <laughs> and and then that brought me into a new a new realm of multiplayer that I I just never have left, and I've never. And, and as PlayStation's went more single player route, and in, in the especially with the four, I've kind of just lost interest in it because I don't feel that they're pushing multiplayer. If if they were pushing, you know, exclusive multiplayer games, more of them, or at least these great titles having a multiplayer component, I might be more interested. But as of now, it's more or less, you know, if I can play PlayStation Four and Three at the least, a, a lot of their best titles at the at the least on a PlayStation Five plus the new PlayStation Five exclusives, then I got a good reason to, to purchase it down the road, maybe in a year or two. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, as a consumer, we're always looking for the best value for our hard-earned money. And in 2020, hard-earned money is taking more of a meaning now than ever before, quite frankly, because of the economy, because of the disaster from COVID and, and just unrest within the you know, the civil uh, aspect uh, of the world. There's a lot going on. So money isn't hanging on trees for us to pick. <clears throat> and uh, it, it, it's, if you're going to spend a significant amount of money on these next-gen systems, which they're going to be to some extent, you want to make sure that you're getting your best value. Now, Dreadpool, let's get to you and, and we'll move on to topic or, you know, uh, second part of, of course, bits and bytes. Um, your opinion on this? I mean, are, are you concerned that Sony has been so coy? Again, maybe PlayStation 1, 2, and 3, not important for a lot of people. I totally get that. But even their discussion around PlayStation 4 has been moot, in my opinion. I don't think that they've addressed it enough the way that Microsoft has been so open and, and saying, hey, listen, Hundreds of thousands of hours are going into testing these games. And when you bring home your ex, if you want to play a game from the OG, let's say you want to play Fusion Frenzy as your first X game. Maybe you, I don't know. Maybe that's what you want to do, but you can do it. That's the difference. What are your thoughts? Uh, I wouldn't do Fusion Frenzy first. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) up res all that stuff but you know uh-oh drug pool your mic's me keeps muting itself yeah I, yeah i was about to say that i was i'm really scared where is he he's being silenced <laughs> the sony delegation right, up here now yeah sony didn't like anything i didn't even <laughs> say yet all right is that better yes much better. okay yeah i did not even have that page up. I was looking at a different page because I wanted to have my notes uh, set up. Um, but here, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Back in March, Sony had the Gamers Yawn Fest. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay. it wasn't meant for us. Snap they, of my life. It, it was, well, if you're a techie guy, you're a developer. Oh, yes. that, that made it's, it's you know, made some sense. You know yes. what I mean? And as as techie as I am, I was kind of like. There are certain spots that I was owning out, but I did catch like what um, Badbit said that you know they showed the P with the um, PlayStation Three and the PlayStation. There was space 2. in there. Yes, you see, you see right. I'm glad you brought that up, Dreadpool, because yes, it appeared like they were going to put some extra stuff in there. And then the next the next slide they showed was another big old P with 
uh, the PS5, the PS4 Pro, and the PS4. Yes. Okay. And I think what's going on is we're, we're, we're playing this, this memory game where we're combining the two of them because I did see it on Twitter where someone took the other, the other pieces and put them underneath. Yep. Okay. Sony never did that. It was, somebody did that on Twitter. And I think that's where we're all getting it all mixed up saying, oh, this is what's going on. However, here, here's the best part. Um, they have a patent. That was out in uh, the 12th of July. Yeah, you sent that in the Yeah, I I sent this to you. It shows the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, and a PlayStation 4 all going into one box. Yes. Okay. So it it looks like, and this is just a patent. So obviously, we know how patents are. It's just to cover your ass. You know, I'm sorry, but it's what it is. You don't want your competitors to do what you're doing. So if, if they do it, you already have a patent on it. Guess what? Back away. You have to figure out something else. Um, this is our thing. So this is possibly where, where we're all getting all mixed up. And, you know, what, what I want a PlayStation one game. Yeah. You know, I want siphon filter, but I don't want to play it. Like, like Slomo said, you know, when you're looking at Jade empire, imagine siphon filter. Okay. Oh yeah, we all remember is. what tomb Raider used to look like when it first came out. It was horrible. Right? So do we want to play it like that or do we want to remaster? Okay. So when mm-hmm. it, I've always said anything from last generation on back. So, uh, well, pretty much last generation we don't need to unless it's older or it needs an upgrade for controls and stuff like that. Anything mm-hmm. like that back, remaster it. I got no problems. Just remaster anything that we have this gen should automatically just go up and let, let the uh consoles that we have now do their work and and make the magic happen so it's all good to go you know here's the other fun part playstation did say that they're gonna they are ready to support the top ps4 uh the top 100 ps4 games right right and then they went blank but guess what else they also said that the ps4 titles after july will be required to be ps5 compatible right People keep forgetting this stuff, you know, so every, you know, there, there's a lot of these little details, you know, and for me, uh, I heard on what your um, primetime gaming with Mag, how he was playing and his son saw the game and he was like, dad, can I play this? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's start from the beginning. And yeah. he had the original trilogy. So he was able to play Uncharted from the first one all the way through with his kid. I don't know how far they got, but that was part of his story. So. I'm still doing something similar that with that with my daughter. So backward BC is important for all of us. And it's not just for us because of nostalgia. It's also for the next generation. We want these gamers to understand what we were talking about and where granted, we came from. Sure. Right, we're talking about Pac-Man. Pac-Man doesn't look bad because it's just Pac-Man. But when you start talking about some games, like we just mentioned, Tomb Raider, um, uh, Couture, you know what I mean? You, you start going through the list of the first style of 3D games, they were horrible. Yeah. Right. So when they look at it, they're like, well, "What are you smoking?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's terrible. I don't want to play it's, this. It's yeah, you, it, and the controls are bad. The, the the animations were bad. Yeah, those need to be fixed. They need to be brought up. But we need them to also see where we came from, like we said, and enjoy those stories. There's a lot of good stories 
from back then. That's why we still watch classic movies. Yep. You know, how many times yeah. do we still watch classic uh, Dracula movies? Uh, uh, well, they all have a place. That, right, that, they that, have that, their that, own place. But, yeah. but that's the thing. You want the rest of everybody to come up. And if we can have our consoles go along with us, and, and most of us have digital content, right? Mm. So guess what happens? If it doesn't come along, you just paid all that money for your one-time shot that's it it's and that's why i think you hit the nail on the head here where why xbox and playstation give a big shit about ps4 and xbox one backwards compatibility more than anything Mm -hmm. because more than ever they they see like digital started for sure yeah i mean they see that once you're in that ecosystem you're locked in yeah. So, like, as much as I talk shit about Apple being a, a dumb, dumb company, especially when it comes to certain things, <laughs> they know that I have spent. Well, for me, this is a lot of money because I don't, I don't spend a lot of money on apps. But like, I spent like hundreds of dollars over my over my tenure with Apple buying all sorts of stupid apps. Right? They know that if I leave that ecosystem, all that's gone. Yeah. So I'm unincentive to go over and switch to Android because if I do, all my digital content's gone. That's why this this generation's going to be so interesting of how each company supports their digital consumer base is going to probably dictate where the consoles are going to be popularity-wise if we want to get into that console war narrative of who's going to sell the most. Is it going to just look like what it looked like with the, the, the PS4 and Xbox One strictly because people are tied into those digital ecosystems? And how many you know? people are talking about buying next-gen consoles, uh, whether it's the PlayStation 5 or the uh, Xbox uh, Series S, right? Because that's supposed to be digital, right? Yep. So how many of us are talking about buying those versions? We all talk about buying the disc version regardless. Yeah. Because we want to have that ability, if we have a disc, to pop it in and be able to play. Yeah. Well, look. All I can say is that it, it, again, the the house is the, the house of Sony isn't on fire. Those questions should be answered. More importantly, should be asked mm-hmm. by the community as a whole. I want to move on to another topic, though. I I, I think this one is going to be pretty interesting because we're going to go. We're going to race right back to. Um, of course, um, Xbox. And, you know, look, I'll say this. As a diehard Xbox player and one who is looking extremely forward to any new information regarding the Series X slash S when you're talking about launch date and pre-order date and, of course, the price. Well, there is one particular industry insider, and I say that in air quotes, uh, that I think that is not only trusted, uh, but very rarely have I ever saw him get anything wrong. I'm talking about Clobriel. Uh, if you don't follow this dude, uh, you should because if you're an Xbox fan, he I don't know if he has the, the the bat phone directly to Phil or where he gets his info, but he is I mean his he is spot on when he puts out a tweet and it's never half cocked. Like it, it's always very specific how he does it. And he dropped a tweet the other day while answering. Um, a fan's question, which he does quite often. And here is the exact tweet while discussing the Tokyo Game Show, which Microsoft will be attending on September 24th, but more specifically, opening the show with a 50-minute presentation. And the w- person on Twitter that wrote it, wrote to Globrio, it's at King of Chickens. 
don't know if, he, if that's what you want to be king of, but that's what his name is. King of chickens with a zero for the O. And he says this to Cloverium. I hope that that's not the date for the next event from Xbox and just one of them. I hope we're not waiting until the end of the month again. And Clobrio's response was short, but I think it was specific enough where he he actually knows something. And his he said this, there will be relevant Xbox news earlier. Now, listen, we have heard from Tim Dog. I think everyone knows who he is. He's obviously a community icon, at least in my opinion. He's also a part of RDX uh, every week. Uh, and we've also heard from Benji Sales, who was recently on the Iron Lords podcast a couple of weeks ago. Seems like a really good dude. I'm eventually like to try and get him on as a guest. Trying <laughs> to the trophy room. <laughs> oh, goodness, I'm sorry. Oh, there go. you go. Uh, and um, you know, they're saying what they both yeah. both said, and they didn't say specifically that this is locked in. They did. They did uh, seem to agree that the week of the 13th was a potential week for some big Xbox news. Now, the, the question, though, that I think everyone is going to be asking is, is this going to be a pre-recorded event? Is it going to be a 60 to 90 minute show? Or is this going to be some information that Microsoft releases uh, via YouTube through Digital Foundry once again, or slash Austin Evans, you know, those two uh, chaps, uh, well, uh, you know, had the uh, privilege of breaking down the Series X uh, and uh, they released their videos at the same time. I've watched them numerous times. Very, very interesting stuff for sure. Uh, and I'll go I'll go to our guest slow mo. You know, this obviously the Tokyo Game Show has been already poo pooed as don't expect anything uh, big, especially because they said no next gen announcements. I still think that there might be something there in regards to maybe, and again, I, this is just complete speculation on Boom's part. Wouldn't it be the proper location for Microsoft to announce a Japanese studio that either acquired or built from scratch, kind of like the initiative? I mean, it seems right for sure. Is it going to happen? Well, potentially not, but it's good to uh, it's good to dream. But when you hear Clobriel talk about um, that there's something coming earlier than Tokyo Game Show. Are you in the agreement uh, of, of maybe next week we hear something? I, I mean, it's definitely a possibility, and I, I actually hope we do hear something. I, I, would, I would love to hear. I think everybody's frustrated as hell. Yeah, yeah I would love to hear Price. That would be great. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Everyone wants to hear that. Um, in regards to potentially a new studio, that uh, one, they, they've, mentioned multiple times before they want to get a japanese studio and i think that's something that's really important for their portfolio they if you look at xbox game studios overall and i did a uh, a video um about their acquisition pitch to developers independent developers to get them under the xgs uh umbrella yes it's it's a the pitch is that you get creative freedom and that we are hands off with you you can you can your studio identity and culture doesn't change. And I think that's really, really important when it comes to Eastern studios potentially being acquired by a Western company that their culture doesn't change, that how they choose to make their games and what's important to them remain the same. So I think that approach could be really important towards eventually convincing 
a developer to to come on and it will also be good for their for the diversity of their portfolio because it, they they got a lockdown on rpgs they got first person shooters they got third person shooters with with gears yeah you got racers you got you know all kinds of weird stuff that whatever compulsion is going to do what you need is something that is something that actually resonates with the Eastern audience. That's the only way you're really going to be able to make any inroads in that region. Anyway, the reason why they don't like you is not just xenophobia. It's because your games don't relate to them. Correct. And so you, when you get a studio that makes games that do relate to them, then you have an opportunity. They used to do that with the 360. Remember, blue dragon so um lost odyssey. odyssey oh my god so and, good and they still have those ip so you know like they could they could acquire studio have them work on a remaster of like lost odyssey while also working on something original and brand new it's, yeah. a, it's something that i think they they should do and oh, i know that's something that they're working on whether it's going to happen or not I have no idea the way things are going now. We're if they do show us anything, it's going to be they're going to be talking about the share button of the of the new Xbox controller for forty five minutes. It's just like it seems like <laughs> both these companies want to give us the most the, the smallest amount of, of information and just then blow down it up. Is, yeah, like I said, it's getting a little long in the tooth. In yeah, yeah, and, and I, I really almost feel like it's going to end up being kind of like one of those Apple launches. And if you, you know, what I mean by that is that when Apple releases the iPhone, and they usually do it around this in September, mm-hmm. but they delayed it due to you know COVID stuff. But usually, what they do is that they say they they let you know a week ahead of time. Hey, we're going to have an event for iPhone. Mm-hmm. This Friday, come check us out. And then they have the event, and then they show you the new iPhone, which is like pretty much no different than the old iPhone. I'm not gonna get into. I'm not gonna do iPhone slander right now. But <laughs> seriously, it's like no different. Yeah, I mean, it's outdated technology. It's no different than last phone. But everyone gets all crazy. Okay, all right, look. But then they say it's coming out in two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Pre-order, Pre-order now. now. Breaks the internet. Yeah. Here's the price. They let you know all that information, and then within a month, they have released the phone and i kind of wonder if both microsoft and sony are like you know we could probably do that and still sell out our first they're gonna sell shipment. out the first shipment i think they're gonna sell out every shipment until the end of the year so whether that's one two or ten i think that both consoles because listen i understand again financial the finances of this year not so good but people have been saving for these consoles since last year. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people who really want these systems already have the money. They're just, I mean, a, a perfect example, uh, a, 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 good, a good friend of the show, a Sin Vendetta. He's, he's been saying in the last couple of shows, I have $1,500 and I want to give this money to them. They won't take my money. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I feel like a, a month ago, I didn't think this was possible. I, I really didn't think that they would wait past. We know what it is. We're older. We've never seen this. is This is a new te- uh, uncharted territory for us. We've never seen a release, a, a launch le- release like this. Yeah, but now I feel like now if if say if Microsoft said, you know what, screw this. Tomorrow, tomorrow we're we're telling the price. I think Sony would tell their price on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yes. But, I agree. but because neither one of them want to do that. 
we're gonna they're gonna wait make us wait until like October ish or something though. Whatever it takes, whoever they feel like is the the end time to where they absolutely have to get pre-orders out. Then yeah. that's when okay, we, we can't wait any longer. Drop the price now. But that could be three weeks before launch, right. a, a month before launch. It's it's really like that now, and 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 it also gives them just more opportunity to continue to keep you know building their the number of units they're going to have available and being able to take more pre-orders in the later that they wait so <laughs> it's it is i i wish i could say that i know because i know sony's doing something next week too but i wish i, I could say that we're going to get something from them that's going to be substantial, but as of now, I think everything they're doing is just fluff until the other person blinks. Yep, I yeah. agree. Uh, you know what? L let me bring Joe into the conversation. But Joe, before I do that, let me mm -hmm. these outstanding super chats. First of all, Sikio Yumi drops an outstanding, very generous two dollars super chat and says reveals at Tokyo Game Show. Phil was traveling to Japan often. Yeah, he's he's been making the rounds. That we know for a fact that he's been there over eighteen times. In the last uh, two years, uh, two, two to three years, making these deals, I, there's something going on there. I personally would love to see. This is just me. As great as it is to say we bought studio whatever, personally, how I would love to see Microsoft handle this, and this would be the most professional way possible, is to build a studio in Japan from the ground up in the same vein of the initiative meaning that they would go out they would they they would build a foundation with some very very influential japanese developers that they've either worked with in the past or they're working with now and you build the ground floor with this with these folks and then you start bringing in the talent from other studios i think that if they could grow the roots that way there's a chance for that studio that's going to be in Japan, that's going to remain and, and use the culture that they're used to build something special for the Xbox. That That's how I would do it. I don't know if that's how Phil's thinking. That's, that, But I think that that is, you, instead of just plopping a tree in the middle of the road and saying, okay, tree, do your thing. I like the planting and the fertilizing and watching it, it grow into something special. That's what I'm hoping that they do. JD Gamer, a very generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, the start of a new generation is the height of importance for BC. I agree 100%. It's during these times, during mm -hmm. this time, that we elevate games like Ratchet & Clank, Good Godfall, and the medium to AAA status while BC yep. games like KOTOR are often better. That's a fantastic point, JD. Very, very well-written point. We also have uh, J Slayer, uh, J Slayer J66 drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Sony needs to come out and guarantee that all PlayStation 4 PSVR games are available day one, or what's the point of PS or PSVR working on? P yeah, I'm going to be mad. Oh, just so you know, that is that they've already confirmed. Uh, oh, PSVR okay, is fully backwards compatible, so you don't have to worry about that. Okay, okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much for clarifying mm -hmm. that. East Texas Alex, a good friend of the show, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. Says, "Good morning, everyone. Android is better than Apple. Great show, guys." <laughs> well, I, I I would agree there. Uh, Joe, yeah. here's the thing. 
we we I, I think that Microsoft did not want to potentially have people's expectations go through the roof. That's why they tweeted out what they. This is what we're talking about. Yes, I, and and at the end of it, no next no new next gen news. A lot of people were disappointed with that. Fine, you know whatever. But I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on Clobriel's statement? Because it seems like more of a statement than him answering a question that we're going to yeah. get something before the Tokyo game show. And, and, and to, to, to kind of leverage my point, could that be the reason why we won't have any new information? Because the, the information has already potentially been put out there before the show. Yeah. So I think it's already all pre-recorded. I think um, there was actually someone, someone taped at the Xbox studios an interview with Phil uh sometime mid this week mm -hmm. so we could just assume that like they have the the marketing package and it's it's being edited as we speak so i wouldn't be surprised um if let's see what's what's today the fourth yes um they still got time so yeah. like i would say i would I, say uh, the 14th 15th around there oh god uh, mid, mid september we're gonna we're gonna see uh whatever this next gen xbox looks like in terms of uh xbox japan uh do not don't get have any expectations it's not what anyone thinks it is going to be pretty much them still uh you know propping up some of the the jrpgs yakuza and all that um that they've already shown off maybe one or two extra games here or there but it's not it's not the biggest presence in the world um so much so like xbox japan even stated we're celebrating japanese game theaters and games updating yeah. on microsoft's uh you know flight simulator for pc japanese minecraft community creativity showcase 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 broadcasted only in japanese japanese yeah. yeah so if this was big um this would have been you know for for just as well for sure yeah so it, it's not big i don't even think I don't think necessarily they're out to buy studios in, in Japan. I don't think studios in Japan necessarily want to be owned by an American company. I, I think um, they're gonna build from the ground up personally. That, and I think that's opinion. the I think that's where they should go too, because I, I like, for example, um what is it, Japan Studios, uh PlayStation Japan Studios are a fantastic support and also main studio for PlayStation. I would love to see a Microsoft Japan Studios equivalent there yes. as well, making some unique experiences. Um, so for me, I, I don't see this as the biggest deal, but I do see what Colbiel says. And I will just reiterate, no one knows exactly what's going on. No yeah, I, I, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's listen at this point we're it, it, we're, we're we're hanging out in speculation town a place mm -hmm. I enjoy hanging out because <laughs> when I'm wrong I'm not wrong because it's speculation yeah. town I threw that out there so it's, it's my uh, way of, of a safety net I will say though the one thing and this will be my final point what Slomo said I think um I think Slomo said uh is is the fact that like yeah Apple Apple has enough you know bandwidth where they can announce a, a they can announce the specs, reveal the console, you know, reveal the overpriced price, and then the next week it's in your home. Yeah. So when people really hype up the idea, oh, consoles have to be X amount or, you know, they have to release the, the price by X date because I need to save up. Don't kid yourself. You already started saving up. So we, like. We 
I know I have. Yeah, you just want you just want the price because it's going to re- release the anxiety of of that six hundred dollar price tag, right? Mm-hmm. So, like that's that's I think what everybody's heads at right now because everybody is paranoid on price. But at the end of the day, and I will state this like I stated last show: no matter how many consoles, no matter the price, no matter the lack of exclusives or the, all of the exclusives. Both these consoles will sell out, no constantly. doubt. Yeah, absolute constant. At least, at least for the first three to four months, they are going to be very hard to find because although the the economy, you know, the stonks aren't as good as what they used to be. Right, and, I, and I'm a stonk a- analyst. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> um, even even during the Great Recession, games seem like just like with the guns and tobacco industry that it is recession proof almost. Put an asterisk on that. Wow. So games still make money even in in economic downturns. So I think that's what like people are when they say, "Oh, th- this needs to be X price because six hundred dollars is too much for this economy." It's really people being paranoid. They don't want to pay that much. But when people aren't going to Disneyland or whatever the case may be, yeah, they have extra money lying around to go out there, buy a PS5, and forget about the world for a second. And and again, this not bringing uh, you know the 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 stock market into the conversation. Stunks. I, yeah. I, I I I think that the at least for the Americas, we could potentially see the second. COVID check go out in November to obviously stimulate the the movement of Black Friday and right. everyone's still buying. So we could again, if if that's the case, and people will have enough to uh, depending on your 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 circumstances, the money to buy these said new consoles. The problem yeah. is whether you can find them or not. Real quick, let me uh, before I get to Dreadpool on this on this uh, smaller topic, Moresco drops an outstanding and very generous ten dollars super chat, and he says something quite humorous. Take my money, boom, because it sure looks like Xbox and Sony don't want it anytime soon. Well, thank you for your generosity, but more importantly, thanks so much for hanging out, dude. We ultra appreciate your presence, Dreadpool. Listen, Clobriel is uh can sometimes be cryptic. But sometimes, like this particular point, he is to the point. And he obviously, you know, he doesn't even consider himself an insider. I think that he's being just very gracious. He knows a lot of people within the industry, not just within Microsoft. I think he's on to something here. I think that either I, I would, again, in my heart of hearts, would like to believe it's next week. But I think it might be the week after uh, which is again, it's like nails on a chalkboard. We want to know the information. What What are your thoughts on this? Like my two predecessors said, uh, don't expect much. <laughs> I, I think they're going to feed us enough to 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 keep us still anticipating everything that we want to hear. We still want to hear the price. We still want to hear about the S. And uh, the S may actually be something that might come out. You know, I mean, we've had so many leaks. That's ridiculous. We, we know so many people that know insiders that have been talking about it for the past year uh, that it does exist. You know, we've seen all this stuff. Um, yeah. So it, it, if if anything big is going to come out in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be the that the fact that there's an S. But even then, I don't see them pushing that out just yet until there is a price um, settlement between the two. You know what I'm saying? 
once one of them releases the price, that's that's when DS will actually be announced. So that way you get your price and your performance from Xbox, and then you get whatever from Sony uh, between the two consoles that they have. Um, I'm hoping it's not a hundred dollar difference, but you know, those those CD players, DVD players, cost us what twenty bucks. So yeah. it costs, it's got to cost them mass marketing, probably like ten dollars at the most. You know, it used to be more than that. It used to be fifty bucks for us and twenty bucks for them, and it's their own product. So it's probably like five bucks, five to ten dollars for the you know difference. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for that. And that that's 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 a big deal, but again, I don't see anything big coming out just yet. I see them pushing it closer to the release launch, uh, because like like Slomo said earlier, with the cell phones, you know, they announce it, and then here you go, here's your announcement, and they've known that the cell phones are coming out, so it's not like we didn't know about it, and people still buy a fourteen hundred dollar phone. Yeah, no, it's 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 you know yeah, I mean? and, and I know a lot of the fourteen hundred dollar phones are on a uh payment, payment plan. plan. Well see that that's the advantage I think Microsoft has over Sony right now, uh, is that they're offering that that uh the ability to uh not have to spend all that money up front and, and not only do you get the console for like twenty two dollars a month, but you get two years of uh, Ultimate Game Pass, which includes X Cloud and Xbox Live, and of course Xbox Game Pass. So I think that that is going to help a lot of people who are a little tight uh, due to the uh, current situation. Well, I mean, listen, great point as always. You know what? Why don't we do this, uh, Crispy? Why don't you close out? Close out this. You know, obviously, you are, are on the Twitters, uh, like the kids say, uh, and you keep your ear to the floor. Club Real, I think, is onto something. And um, obviously, I'm happy to know that he's onto something because I originally thought, man, if they wait until uh, the 24th, I'm going to be pissed. What are your thoughts, dude? Oh, we need something at this point. We, we've been we've been really chomping at the bit, and we've had both companies at some point say they're going to have uh, multiple events, and we're just not getting anything lately. Um, I miss E3. I really do. It was so much simpler then. <laughs> it really was. Um, as far as a Tokyo game show, I really, I, I, I I'm in the belief that they're really going to push X Cloud big time. Um, you know, very mobile market in in, in Asia. That's going to be a big Japan. push in Japan for sure. It is it, it, Korea and Japan. It's already a, a tremendous success for them, and that those are markets they failed. So I believe that's going that that is a big part of it. Oh, absolutely, and I and I think they're really just by them, you know, only broadcasting it in uh, Japanese and probably in the other markets their their language. I would bet that you know you're you're pushing something, um, whether it be games that are going to come to uh, come to that or you know just pushing Game Pass and X Cloud in general. Because at the end of the day, I mean, subscription subscription services can work, especially in those areas. Um, the games they play are a lot different than ours. I, I, I would expect at some point we'll see some kind of studio uh, be built out there. I, I I'd love to see person. that, man. I think that's the way to go. You know, and it might not be necessarily in Japan. It could be in uh, South Korea or something like that. You never know. Um, but I definitely see something like that happening. Um, at the end of the day, if we hear anything, at least you could just announce the Series S. You know what I mean? Because it's already <laughs> been teased enough. Uh 
you kind of did it yourself. I think you did it on purpose. Just be like, hey, yeah, it's real. Okay, people, relax. You know, but we still just want the full on, you know, reveal of it. And then if you're not going to show us the price, then just whatever, dude. Like at this point, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. I, I, all the old console generations just throw them out the window. They're done. You know it, what they've done before. And that's why I, I, I'm a little concerned about the way PlayStation goes about things. Still, they still seem a little behind in their thought process. I guess that's just the way it's going to be for now, but. You know, Microsoft's like, no, we are not going first. And I, 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 I listen I so. again. I, I, I have a, a real strong suspicion. Oh, and again, this is this is completely a theory. This is my words. This is, I have no inside knowledge whatsoever. I understand that you know these consoles are expensive. I understand everyone's like either six hundred or five hundred. But I, I just feel in my heart of hearts. That the reason why Microsoft refuses to go first on price is because they are going to cut the legs out from Sony. And I'm talking as much, I mean, some people will say $50. I think that they are they might be so aggressive simply because they can afford to be this aggressive and do and cut them for under undercut them by a hundred dollars. And it would be a repeat, but reverse of 2013 where Sony had the price and the power, and now in this new generation, Microsoft would retain the power because that's confirmed, and they would beat them in price. And if they if, if they were able to somehow squeeze out, a, a, I don't know how they would do it, but a $100 difference between the consoles and then offer a cheaper next-generation console in the S that is more powerful than our current X, which is the most powerful console on the market right now, my God, that would really set the stage for one of the most bombastic launches in the history of gaming. Absolutely, and at the end of the day, you could sit here and tell me exclusives exclusives, but multi-plat price multi-plat style, price. <laughs> multi style. <laughs> and if if you're more powerful and you have the price people will be like oh well i guess i'll get an xbox this time like that's what some people that's their thought process yes. is that all of us no the hardcore especially not but you know it's either you're getting both or you have your preferred console but at the end of the day a lot of these casual gamers they they would rather if they see the power in their their maddens and stuff like that and then you have the price on top of it. They're just going to say, well, I'll go there. I know their, their online play is good, too. You know yeah. what I mean? The services are there. Then you might get them in, you know, you get them in the game pass. And they're like, oh, wow, look at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and th these are little ploys that, you know, people aren't recognizing. And they're just like, ah, oh, all I want is the exclusives. Well, not everybody's got their multi-plat they play. Everybody does. Everyone so, does. Sure. You know, you got the, that one. The exclusives are, are big with hardcore gamers. The hardcore gamers care about exclusives. The casual gamers, of course, they do care about the multi-plats, the Maddens, the 2Ks, the uh, the FIFAs, um, Call of Duty. Yeah. But then GTAs. they also, what's also really important to them is where their friends are playing too. So yes, yes. If, if their friends are on PlayStation, they're probably just going to go to PlayStation where they even care about the platform or not just because their friends are there. Price does matter um, in the sense that if you if you feel like well, not even really a feel thing, based off of the results of this last generation being outsold to the one Xbox can look at 
the landscape and say, okay, our brand power isn't as strong as PlayStation's is. If we go at a lower price, despite being more powerful, I mean, essentially, that's the part, a big part of the reason why they were they were also this generation is that they had that connect that was like an anchor to the Xbox One. What price was at five hundred? Sony was slightly more powerful and came in at four hundred. Yep, it was a done deal before the console even released. Yep, and so if you can kind of create an imbalance where you can get people to understand we're you have a more powerful piece of hardware and if you are say a hundred dollars cheaper that's going to get some people especially when the series s gets finally gets announced and you know that's even more cheaper then you do have an opportunity to get some people to give you a shot because hey it's it's three hundred dollars for a series s or it's a hundred potentially maybe even potentially 250 Right. And so so you do have those opportunities, but then you that you need to do something like that to kind of convince whole groups of friends or people who are casual gamers to switch over from one platform to another. Now, will they be able to do it or not? I mean, we don't know because we don't know the prices yet. But I do think the part of the reason why they haven't announced prices yet is that both Sony and Microsoft believe the other might go six hundred. Yes. In, in yeah. Case, yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's that point, five hundred, and so they're kind of like they don't want to come out and say we're five hundred dollars because then if if the other one was going to, but damn, we were going to go six hundred, but since yeah. you went five hundred, we're going to go five hundred with you. They don't want to miss out on that opportunity to undercut that, because and, that. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. The the one thing that I think a lot of people forget is that what is Microsoft. Uh, you know, when I when I hear undercutting this, undercutting that, what is Microsoft the brand and their mission statement? Right, they're a company that specializes in what services. Mm-hmm. And so, the, when when Satya Nadella sat Phil Spencer down and goes, "What is the future of Xbox, and how can we make this company fit into the overarching brand that is Microsoft?" It was not about a console, and that's why I I always try to stress it's. The idea of of having to undercut this or that, Microsoft the, that console is going to come out at the price it's going to price at. Like the reason why these consoles are not at September, or, or sorry, the the reasons why these consoles have not been, uh, the prices have not been revealed yet is because they're both expensive. That's yeah. why, and they're one or the other will undercut. Uh, Microsoft doesn't, d- not to say. It, lack of better words doesn't care if you're gonna buy the xbox or not they want you on game pass because that's what's going to be fitting in their portfolio for the long run so whatever gets you into the game pass ecosystem that's what they want so they're giving you this power narrative uh sorry i hate the word narrative throwing it out they're giving you power with the x and they're giving you options with the s that's what they're all about. So I don't think Microsoft, they're thinking it, but it's kind of like they're doing their own thing. They're not thinking of Sony every step of the way of like, what, like, what's so like, oh, is Sony going to checkmate us here, that or the other thing? It's not a, it's not a game they're, of chess they're, they're playing. They're both playing their own different games. They're thinking, okay, we don't want a repeat of last year. And now with uh, with COVID, it's fl- thrown everything in flux, or, or last generation rather. So it's thrown everything in flux. Both these consoles are expensive. 
That's why, or else it's kind of like what we said earlier. If these consoles weren't, if the PlayStation Five was a four hundred dollar console, they had been man, talked about it. PlayStation yeah. would be singing it to to, to everybody. Uh-huh. If Xbox, the Series X, was a four hundred dollar console, they would have been saying it already. It's not, and that's and that's the thing that I think a lot of people we got to get this 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 idea of well, since they have Game Pass, they can take a loss. That's not how they yeah, operate. No company wants to take a loss, dude. That, well, that's I, mean, not, that's... I kind of feel like at the same clip, if you're going to be $600 and you know you're going to be $600, just go ahead and say it. Like, what's the purpose of holding, so, holding it back? Holding and, it back and, doesn't going to ease that 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 pill to... The and that's where, that's where they're thinking of Sony, right? Because they, they, they you know, I, I hope these consoles are 500. That's, that's what my thinking is. But they don't want to launch this console at, let's just say, God forbid, five ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. And then Sony comes out, goes, you know, the next day, <clears throat> four ninety nine. That throws them a little bit through a hoop. Also, the 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 PlayStation Digital also throws Xbox through a hoop because then it it, it asks the question, well, where's the Series X S is going to price at? So they're in a they're in a predicament of they they they're they're playing chicken with each other because they both know the prices are expensive and PlayStation knows if they launch at 599 Xbox will come out and go 499 so they're both playing chicken as much as they can go but it looks like one is about to take the hit and what i mean by that is i think if you're going to announce now you're going to take the lower you're you're going to take the hit Right. So like Xbox preemptively goes, okay, listen, if we launch at our, our high price, because they, they probably have four or five different pr- price schemes right now. So they're like, if we, if we launch high end, we, we know place our competition will undercut. So where do we, where do we want to go? And they'll probably go with the lower number to stay competitive just so that PlayStation has to launch at a similar price. Well, Sony is supposed to have something next week. So we, they could be going next week first. The, the thing next week could probably be, uh, the, the Kenna, uh, game informer story, but listen, any, and I, and I've been saying this since, since God knows when any company that goes first and bites the bullet, I will have so much more respect for. Just do it. Just rip the bandaid off. Hurt me now, so you, so you can't hurt me again. You know. Yeah. I mean, listen. Again, g- great conversation. Certainly, uh, one that was worthy of uh, the time that it took uh, to start to finish. Because obviously, it's it's a very uh, highly uh, talked about uh, uh, topic on uh, on, of course, the uh, social media. Uh, sections of anywhere you go, whether that be Twitter, whether it be Facebook, whatever. Everyone's talking about this, and I'm glad we could give our opinion. But what what I want to do is I kind of want to drop this into a lower gear, and I want to go into the next topic because, you know, if there's one particular game, and I know I, I put this in here specifically because slow-mo, is going is was on the panel mm-hmm. that every fan of regardless of shape size gaming cred or whatever whatever console you uh support has been asking for is bioware's mass effect trilogy to be remastered and thanks to someone that has become that has taken the uh the gaming world on by storm uh jeff grubb of venture beat uh, has once again been brought into the conversation because he has some incredible things 
to say about the beloved Mass Effect trilogy, some of which gave me goosebumps writing it because I'm a huge fan and I would play that trilogy first before a new game. That is how much I love Mass Effect. Now, in a story that I pulled from GamingBolt.com, Grub is very confident that EA is targeting an October release for the unannounced project known as the Mass Effect Trilogy HD Collection. Grub said the publisher's plans could yet change given the upheaval caused by C-19. Now, here are some statements from the interview uh, with Jeff Grubb. He says, up until like last week, I know the plan for sure was to announce it in early October and release it at the end of the month. So good news. Here is some bad news. It's 2020. Maybe that could start to slip. It sounds like maybe that's a possibility, though I'm not sure yet. He added this, though, and this is where we get this is the important comment. I know it's real. I've seen more than enough evidence to know it's real. But again, it's 2020 and they haven't announced it yet. Now, EA has confirmed, and we know this already, that they're going to launch, of course, Star Wars Squadron for 40 bucks on October 2nd. And this is uh, Grubb's uh, response to that. He goes, I think they were planning to have massive, the Mass Effect trilogy be the other big thing for $60 this holiday. So that's why I'm still pretty confident it will make it out. But with everything else falling apart, it's still up in the air. So he's kind of like 50-50 on it. But the fact that we he knows it's real has gives me hope that we're going to get this. He says, uh, uh, he says that um, he finishes off the interview with, um, that uh, that it's not for sure that it's not a guaranteed yet, but it is a possibility that it's still that that it's still on the table. And like I said earlier, I heard October for both games, meaning Star Wars and the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, now I'm gonna say this first of all, and Slomo, I have to go to you first, okay? Because obviously you are one of the biggest outside of Jamie Moran who everyone knows as being Mass Effect uh, lunatic number one, you might be side-by-side side with him standing, and, I, and I'll be in the middle of you too because I love Mass Effect. As a matter of fact, Mass Effect tr trilogy, um, the Mass Effect 2, one of my, my favorite in the whole series, I yep. actually got the achievement, and I played the game three times to effing get it to make sure that no one in my crew died on that last mission, and I jumped as high as my eight-foot ceiling could catch me. Uh, that is one of the my crown achievements in gaming is getting that particular achievement. Listen, this is going to be big no matter when it releases. Hopefully, though, it releases at the end of October and they do it in a way kind of like how um, Fallout 4 was announced. Here, Fallout 4 coming. You know, here's some here's the gameplay. Look, it looks great. Oh, by the way, it's in two weeks. It's available. Go crazy. I'm hoping that happens because obviously uh, Mass Effect is a beloved trilogy. I believe that is a, it, it is a title that uh, I would not mind spending another hundred plus hours between the trilogy and unlocking all those achievements again. No problem. What What are your thoughts on Jeff's um, statements regarding it, knowing that it's real? Well, first off, 
I, I take offense to Jamie being the bigger Mass Effect fan than me. <laughs> um, I don't know if Jamie has a N7 mug like I do. Maybe an not. N7 hoodie, as well as an <laughs> N7 t-shirt, long sleeve and short sleeve in black, gray, and white. I don't think he has that. I, I you know what I, I will confer with him the next time he's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of the fact that I play through this trilogy once a year, um, yeah, this remaster, I'm I'm I've already played through it again this year. I'm actually like as I said earlier, I'm playing through Mass Effect 2 on PC right now. Um, yeah, I think I will buy that at even at sixty dollars and I will play through it once and once more. Um Man, like, yeah, that, it's the best trilogy that was ever created in video games, in my opinion. And Mass Effect 2 is one of the best games ever created. And yeah, that school of thought mission you mentioned is one of the best missions in gaming history. There's nothing else that you can talk about with the, the kind of structure that it has, that it literally takes everything that you did up to that point in the game and throws it in your face. If you rush through missions, if you didn't care about your 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 squad mates, your crewmates, if you didn't do get their loyalty, it all blows up on you. If you yeah, didn't it sure does, upgrade, and, it, and 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 it falls apart quite quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you didn't upgrade the Normandy, <laughs> you're gonna lose some people before you even get in the mission. Oh, whoops! You lost three people. Wait, maybe you should upgrade your shields and your armor. Too late now. Can't go back. Go ahead and do that mission, buddy. Like as it, as the great and late Richard Pryor would say, "Tough titty." If you didn't do it, right? And then it's you could do you could get everyone's loyalty, but then get into the mission. You gotta make some really tough decisions. Like, okay, who do I use to? release the valves that allow us to go through these doors who's the right person for that who's the right person to do the biotic yep. bubble on that section sometimes you can get you can get tripped up some people will step up and say i'll do it and they ain't the right one for the role mm-hmm. who's going to hold the door who's who's got the the, the skill set to lead the second group as you're the distraction to keep them from getting killed by the swarm it's so it's so good it's so good. Um, there's so many variables to to take into account. To to think for a second, slow mo, that they were that forward thinking of all of these variables. Who were it? It, it is. It's a calculation I would not want to be a part of because it seems like you'd have to have a brain bigger than a sentinel. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm just happy to know that there is an opportunity to bring an old classic like this trilogy back for potentially gamers who might have missed out on it. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is that I think anything, I hate seeing remasters of games that only came out, say a few years ago. Yeah. But when it comes to a four generation pass and it's a game, that's a classic that people really, yeah. Remake that or remaster Uh, that. I actually do kind of feel mass effect one control wise uh the, the the cover shooting is really really dated i think i think that one could use a remake especially a the rem- elevator or loading screens as well will probably be shorter <laughs> Yo, hey, hey look i when i play it on pc and i got a i got a uh an nvme um third generation nvme ssd and those elevator load screens half a second 
Yeah, oh, that's yeah, the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So guaranteed, when you play it on your next gen console on PC, those low screens of, of of eternity won't be there anymore. It will be just I got an elevator. I'm out. All right. <laughs> Let me go talk to you. You'll the open the person. door, close the door. Like that's how it is. Grand opening, grand closing. It's just it, it's it's so seamless. And I, I just can't wait to play it with better textures because even though it looks great on my on my high end PC rig, that you can't your your PC can't remake you know 2019 textures. I mean right, right. 2009 textures, 2010 textures. That that stuff needs to get upgraded. And so I, I can't wait to see that. Um, I, I am somewhat uh, concerned because Bioware isn't who they used to be. Right. They don't have the game to do itself, much though, here. is done. Exactly. I, oh, use the same voice, like all voice recordings. You don't have to do anything but just remake what was already done in a very, very excellent way. Yeah. So, and, and um, I'll say this if it is 60 bucks for all three games, that is a great deal. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, it's a great deal. I just it coming out October. I think at the very latest, we're going to see it by March because apparently it's supposed to come out in uh, this EA's fiscal year of this year. Right. And their fiscal year ends in March. March 31st, 2021. Yes. So anywhere between October to March is when you'll probably see it. And like Apex Legends, EA isn't above stealth launching something. Yeah, no, you that's just, that's you just wake up one morning. Oh, it's there. there it is. Hey, we just launched Mass Effect Trilogy Remastered. Go get it now. $60. You know, I would probably have a heart attack after I, I, <laughs> you're I, calling I, in work. I can guarantee you're calling in work. You're, you're oh, yeah. Sick. I'm, you're I'm, like, I'm yeah, I'm, 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 I'm dying. I'm dying. I got Ebola and COVID. I'm, I'm not coming in. <laughs> Don't expect to see me for a that's week. That's a combo. Oh my God, that that certainly is. Uh, you know what? Uh, I mean, I mean, listen. We, again, we, we know you're the, one of the biggest fans out there, and this this is this is a big deal. Uh, you know, Dreadpool. I, I want to go to you next because there are some people in the chat asking why we're talking up old games, and you know, you're obviously a little older, uh, like like myself, not as old as me, but I think that old games have a place. Now, if it's not for you, because there, there are some people, like, for instance, a good friend of the show, Randall Thor 19. Now, Randall Thor, the man with a million, we, we know his his stance on old games to play on new consoles. He poo-poos it. He, he, sh- he snubs his nose at it because he doesn't want to play old games. I, and I get his point of view. But my point of view, and I'm interested to know yours, is Mass Effect, this trilogy is more than just something special this is in my opinion uh on the level of a a star wars related event that's how important i believe this franchise is to gaming now is has it been the same since the trilogy the answer is no andromeda was not a great game It, it it was barely a good game but again that 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 mileage will vary depending on who you ask but this trilogy for $60 remastered to play on your Xbox One X and your PlayStation 4 Pro, of course, the vanillas as well, is a, a, a path I'm willing to take. And I'm willing to put off new quote-unquote titles to play this game. What are your thoughts on Jeff's statements that this is basically confirmed? They just haven't announced it. 
Well, boom, I'll tell you that Rand is a young whippersnapper and doesn't know what it's like to game uphill with your quarters in your pocket. No, well, see, um, you know, everybody's got their own version of, of what, what it's what it's like to be a gamer. You know what I mean? So some some guys, you know, have that one and done mentality. Some guys have, you know, I don't play old games, whatever. Everybody to each their own. But when it comes to those of us that have been around a lot longer, we grew up with it. You know, it was something that was part instilled with us from before video games were a thing. Yeah. You know, you got to remember, we were also uh, those that were playing video games were also the nerds. Now, (laughs) now nerds are cool, right? right. So there's, there's that different mentality now. You know, they're, you know, the next generation, like I said, talking about my daughter, she's growing up video gaming. She doesn't know, Oh, if you play video games, you're a nerd. You know, none of that, none of that matters anymore. So, you know, for us to have something like that and to play it now, it means something. And Jamie Moran actually has a tattoo of the N7 on his. He sure does. Yep. You know, so do you have that? That that might edge out slow-mo back slap. He has a tattoo. Yeah, he has a tattoo. But look, man, none of that stuff. You mentioned <laughs> how many times you played the game, okay? Okay, I, love I, I think I, I think I played it more times than him. No, that, that's I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna leave it that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> see, and that's that's and that's you know yet again that's that's the thing. We all are fans of of games, even if it's a specific game like like um, Mass Effect, right? We're all fans. Uh, some people don't even like the first one because they actually like Andromeda. You know, we're yeah, all varying fans yeah. because they haven't they haven't been there like we've talked about, you know, to to start from the beginning. And granted, the beginning for some people were was kind of hard because I, I played it and I was put off by the controls. You know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. when I started playing it, I was like, you know, just like Gears. When I started playing Gears, I was put off because I wasn't used to the controls. You know, so some people have that issue of, of getting over that hump. And, you know, when you play other games, you don't have that issue. You just natural. You know what I mean? You get up and go. So with with Mass Effect. I'm I'm OK with them because it is an older game. We've said this before. Anything from la- the, before the before last gen. OK, anything before that, build it back up from the ground up, make it a full remake. Don't do a remaster uh, two and three. The controls were good. You know, everything was improved. Maybe improve something else that, that they've noticed and bring it all together as that collection where the controls are universal throughout all three games. That would be great. I, I'm right? definitely down with that for, um, for, for, I know one also had a more old school RPG inventory system um, that yes. I personally thought was a bit convoluted. Like, uh, after well, a while, you know, Mass Effect 1, right? Yes. Yeah, after a yeah, while, I'm just. With a little much with that, yeah, you yeah. just get the same trash loot that you you were just like, I'm just deleting all this. I'm not using it. I I got love what armor. they did in two. Yeah, the way they did two was like that that perfect balance. Perfect. But three yes. probably had the best controls, and and being able to, I I just I just remember fighting in that last fight right before you go in into uh, the citadel, and. Um, having the the corrupted 
um, a sorry coming at you and from all different ways. And you're trying to, you know, hit that button so that it will drop the shields um, on, on the reap on the, uh, yeah, the, on the tunnel. Reaper. Yeah. And it's like just running, jumping, like seamlessly jumping over cover and finding new cover fighting, just moving back and forth. It was, it, it was the, uh, up until Andromeda, they're the best combat. It seemed like they improved the combat in every iteration, newer iteration, with Andromeda having the best combat. I it think it in- really was. I mean, the game wasn't spectacular, but I will say that the combat in Andromeda was perfect, in my yeah. opinion. Co- co- coincidentally, um, the combat system was the really only thing that the previous Mass Effect team in Edmonton, Bioware, had had finished before they got reassigned to do Anthem and the Montreal team took over. Wow. Using a whole new engine, which was turned out to be frostbite turns out to be frostbite trash. And, and, you know, it's history from there, but part of the reason why that combat was so great was the original mass effect team with the guys that actually put that together. But (sighs) it is what it is. Well, maybe we can get some bug eyes and and some weird faces and stuff like that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, just, just for the fun of it, that's all. You know, put that code yeah, in. There. I, I'd like to see something like that. They then just use that as humor. You know, just yeah. to kind of laugh at themselves. But you know, somebody's going to complain about that. Like they don't need to make fun of themselves like that. Well, what's yeah. the point? <laughs> it's like yeah, everyone does that. I remember when Bungie had the loot cave in Destiny One, and people were were max leveling all their guardians I, and doing all the best. I, I sat there with my brother Neo Mental, and we we caught it at the tail end. We weren't there during the glory days where they were dropping boatloads of gold drops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, was, it was amazing. Was all you had to do was just go. Like Christmas. It was like go Christmas. That's how I got the the Galahorn. Real talk. <laughs> I'm proud of it. I don't care. Yeah, Where were you guys? You know. Yeah. Hey, I got. Shame me got, all you want. I I got my I got my I I used to hate the uh, the hunters, and so I I hunt my hunter was always my least used guardian, but I got him max level real fast and yeah, completely fitted out with dress gear in like three hours. Oh Thank God. you, Dave. But you know what they did after that? <laughs> after they fixed it, they put like this little thing. You went back to the loot cave, you would get like this this feeling. It would like the, the screen would change. It would yes, the the ghost of all the the enemies that you that all the guardians killed at the front of that cave. All those times to get all that loot is like the ghosts of them were still there haunting you. Oh, yeah, like, that's a nice little Easter again. It, they're yeah. laughing at themselves, and I, I and yeah, I'd love to see that in, in Mass Effect. That would be that would be kind of dope. But listen, at this point, whether it be a remaster, whether it be on the level of Resident Evil 2, where they really just remade it, I'm I'm good either way. Sixty bucks for all three games. The trilogy is going to be great. You know, Joe, I, I want to go to you because I know yeah. that you are a Mass Effect fan as well. I am. Uh, and um, you know, Jeff, Je- what I love about Jeff Grubb, uh, he has been, in my opinion, rocketed to the to stardom levels uh, this particular summer because he has been dropping some major bombs. And you know what's great? Most of his stuff has been spot on. And if he's coming out and saying that he knows it's real, then I believe him but without yeah. w- without even question. For you personally, is this is is a Mass Effect trilogy old quote unquote games coming back in a new way important to gaming? 
Uh, so like when we were talking about backwards compatibility, when people are like, us, all Sony does is like re remake old games, please continue remaking old games. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would, I love mass effect too. I have very strong feelings towards it. I think it's possibly one of, if not the best RPG ever made. Uh, I love it that much. Three is all it. right. <laughs> But Mass Effect 1, not a fan of. Because mechanically, even at that time, it wasn't a sound game for me. Okay. I just didn't like the combat whatsoever. Right? So if they have whatever team's working on it, if they're like, hey, listen, we're going to update the combat so it's of like, you know, they'll call it like the latest and greatest or whatever. But like, you know, if it is like, uh, what is it, Andromeda combat, that's totally fine. Like that would be actually preferred. Um, if they just update some of the gameplay, throw in some 8K textures in there so that it, it ages well over time, which we're going to see a lot more games do. Yes. And I'm all in on this. And, and a trilogy would be really great. Again, I would love to see it, though. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, have the Master Chief collection treatment where uh, not not to say that, oh, you'll be able to turn the old and, uh, and new graphics on and off, but like have it so that, hey, I want my, you know, if if I want the legacy controls, I could have them, or I could get to pick the control setup that I want for each game. That would be a lot better for me. Give me give me options here, people. And yes, remake it, remake it, modernize it, make it so that people have that the game matches the fond memories that they have in their head for the most part. So I'm all in on this. Uh, in October is my birthday, so make it happen. I mean, oh, what is it? Very nice. I think, I think Star Wars Squadron second like, well, uh, October second. Okay, it's two days before my birthday, so make it October fourth. Let's do it. Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. That, that'd be that'd be a great uh, birthday. Hey, listen, I woke up and Mass Effect trilogy. It's Man. it's announced. I, I was gonna say Merry Christmas, but Happy Birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen again. It, it it some people can care less, and that's fine. If you're in that camp, I I'm not gonna argue with you. I think that that's a perfectly fine way to think. But me personally. I like returning to the classic. I think Dreadpool might have said this earlier. Uh, it's like watching an older film. Uh, mm -hmm. What's wrong with watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Now, if you're not an 80s kid, maybe you're like, this is whack. But oh, you yeah. know what? Who would turn down watching Back to the Future or even uh, going further and watching uh, not John Carpenter's The Thing, but the old black and white The Thing? I could watch it anytime it's on. Right. So, you know. Take, take, take I, it I, I mean, when it comes to the bill of that, I think people with tastes <laughs> would go, oh, I don't think I'm going to skip this. Yeah. Although the combat, as we all said, the combat was not great. And it was their first really foyer into doing a shooter. So understandable why they, why it was so janky, but the story was, was really, strong. really good. Right. Well, that, that was that, that they were, they were in their prime. Then. Oh yeah, and Saren. Saren's is such a great villain. He really is. Yeah, and and some of the best. Even though I think the Mass Effect Two crew has the best uh, supporting crew, supporting characters in the series. The mm. you know the the Mass Effect One crew. I mean, you see them all throughout the entire trilogy. That's how impactful that they are. Um, 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 Ashley Williams, yes. um, Liara. Tally, Tally, and Varys are with you technically throughout the entire trilogy. They come Pretty back, much. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, like it's it's uh story wise, it's it's solid old school Bioware. Control wise, yeah. uh, hopefully they kind of clean some of that stuff up before they. And, and you know what? I would imagine that they might. You know, crispy bomb. I want to get your your particular opinion on this and see where your love for the series falls. Let me just catch up with some of the super chats. We have Bounty Boom drops not one but two outstanding five dollars super chats. And his first one, he says this. Mass Effect is the only game I've played each of them three times to get the different endings full three times. Love that game. See that? And that's dedication. Uh, his second super chat, he says, let me be clear. I did everything 100% each side missing. Uh, missing. Uh, I help everyone. Yeah, me too. I, I, I go out of my way. And I, I that's why I save so much. Because if I miss something, I'm going back. And a very good and generous friend of the show, Master Clown X3 drops an outstanding $20 super chances. Thanks for the show, Mr. Boom and Panel. Well, no, thank you, Master Clowns. Not only for your generosity, but for you being here all, all the time. Viper XT, another generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, CD Project Red uh, does it again. Yes. Uh, you know what? We'll, 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 you know, we have a few minutes before the show ends. We're going to get into this as soon as we're done with this topic because I want to talk about that. Great for bringing it up, Viper. He says, The Witcher 3 upgraded for the next gen for free for those who already own it. Awesome news and totally unexpected. Yeah, CD Project Red just doing what they do best and killing it. Uh, Beaner8127 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Why are people excited for the th uh, 3080, I've got no launch exclusives, and I can play all of the games on my 970C. See how stupid that sounds? I, I mean, listen, I look what. Again, I don't. I don't even have an answer for that, brother. But thank you so much for the super chat, and more importantly, the question. Uh, you know what, uh, Crispy Bomb? We're gonna come. We're gonna actually come at you with two questions. We're gonna start with Mass Effect, and we're gonna ask you: uh, Are you interested in potentially? picking up the trilogy for a, a power price of 60 bucks. And then when you're done answering that question, we're going to go into CD Projekt Red announcing this morning that The Witcher 3 will be 100% uh, upgraded on the Series X and PlayStation 5 for the magical price of free if you own the game. Once again, CD Projekt Red giving back to the fans. What are your thoughts on both topics? Uh, well. First off, Bioware should uh, really talk to Slow Mo and and Jamie because you know sounds like sounds like they're on point and they they know what they're talking about. So maybe get in those Twitter DMs and and pick their brains. Just saying, I'm available. Um, I am available. <laughs> uh, you know, just to make sure that you know, because I, I I never played the game. It's new to me. See, see, it's new to me. So yeah, I never played. I was. I had a little game called Gears that kind of took my life for a long time. So <laughs> at that point in time, it wasn't it wasn't on my radar. And the beauty of it is, is it's up my alley, the play style of it, because obviously being into Gears, they're not too far off from each other, you know, being a cover based shooter and whatnot. So it's up my alley. I don't want to play it in the the hurtful eye modes. I want no, no. They're gonna they, the the graphics are going to be upgraded for sure. So it's going to look really good. Which you know that's so now it's new to me. It's a new game to me, and it's sixty dollars for all three. Sounds good to me. Um, as far as CD Projekt Red, I mean, what can you say more about these guys? <laughs> I mean, you really, I, they're just throwing all these these 
money grabbing, you know, money hungry corporations. Right I mean, under like Remedy, for instance, Remedy, who I used yeah. to love, but now have a distaste for. CD Projects Red's like, yeah, you guys want to do? Nah, nah. You own the game. You get it. You, you get it. We give it to you. We give it to you. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. And and at the end of the day, how can you get any more pro consumer? Really? No, really. It's the truth. I mean, I mean, not only are you going to get the free upgrade for one of the biggest games that I think has uh, ever been anticipated in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. OPS, by the way, Witcher three game of the generation for some. For some. Mm-hmm. Is right. getting no blood the, free, yeah. the, the, the the free upgrade. Oh, by the way, and 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 they don't even make a bit. You see, see, this is this is the humbleness of this company that I think does not get discussed enough. Is the fact that their community manager it wasn't even a big deal to them. They simply put the box art for uh, for The Witcher Three, and they and they just said, oh, by the way. You know, for shits and giggles, that will be available for the Series X and PS5 at no extra cost. If you own the game, just play it and enjoy it. And they did it so hum, hum, like ho hum. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. uh, Joe, you you obviously uh, know that Bloodborne is not the game of the generation. That's wrong, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What what are your thoughts on CD Projekt Red? I mean, obviously, like 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 Crispy said, what what could you really say better than we've all talked about this company? But my God, they find a way to do it again. Hey, Epic, you could take some nuts. <laughs> this is this is how you this, like real talk. This is how you show the industry where, where how to win the hearts and minds of of consumers, right? Like easily, easily they could have put this out as a you know uh, a, a a not free upgrade, but like you know the HD Series X enhanced, you know forty dollar edition of the game, right? But yep. instead, they're like, no, 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 no. It's just, you own it, right? Yeah, it's the same game. There you go. It's yours. Um, that's what I really respect out of them. Yeah, I mean, again, it's 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 pro consumer to the ma- to, to the absolute maximum ability of the company. But Oops, it's, sorry, it's- my mic. Did my mic just die? Uh, well, you I, you stopped talking, so maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, uh, you know what. The software today, Dread, Dreadpool and I are being attacked. I think um, so, but yeah, I think this is this is how you this is how you become a, a like this is true pro consumer. What you were talking about earlier, this is what this actually looks like, which is saying, "Hey, we're doing the extra work, we're going the extra mile, and by the way, this is free because they understand something about The Witcher and about this game." is that it is going to live on. It is going to be infamous for what it has done for open world games, for people to go back to. More importantly, what that TV show keeps on doing. You know, when season two rolls around, you know, they're smart. They're very smart. When season two rolls around, people are going to go back and buy this game again. So this is them saying, hey, we're future-proofing it for new people that come in, for you people that are already here here it's 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 on us this is the reason why they are the most valued uh uh you know video game company in europe you know it's it's by moves like these so more companies ought to take notes activision ea 2k oh yeah everyone remedy Remedy. Remedy. well i'll blame 505 i'll blame i'll I'll gladly be 505 looking at you you know Five, five scumbags. 
Yikes. Oh, sorry. Um, no, actually, I meant, I meant allegedly, 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 allegedly that's, a, that's a great point. <laughs> uh, Dreadpool, look again, we've we're, we're all cheering on CD Projekt Red, and again, I, th- I think that what stands out for this particular announcement is it was done in a manner that it's it's a big deal to us as the consumers, as fans of the characters, fans of the franchises. To them, it seems like it's just going and getting a drink of water. And that, I think, is what people love. What are your thoughts on this announcement? I think it's great. Um, Let's see. Not many people have played it that are new into the gaming. Okay, There's a lot of older people that have played it that love it and they put 400 hours they put basically their whole life into it there's people still playing it now even though they've beaten the game they're still going at it right so when this update comes out on the new consoles can you imagine their face just jaw dropping while they're playing and they're like all right cool plug in the old unplug the old console plug in the new one pop the game back on and just amazement you know I, i can only imagine the 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 stun that they're going to get from just sitting there and and seeing what they're going to you know see i mean i do that when i got the x you know Uh, for a week i had no idea what game i'm going to play but i made sure i popped in every game that that had some sort of enhancement and just to check it out you know what i mean it was just like i don't know what to do do i play this but this other game but this you know i see this happening again you know uh, at least for me now like i said this is going to be interesting because those that have not played it, you know, there might be, may have been sitting there, but guess what? Now it's it's generating interest again. Okay. So that game is going to keep on living. It's going to retain that legendary status of being an excellent game. And it also retains CD Project Red as being consumer friendly. Are they our number one studio that everybody adores? Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody across the board. PC's loving it, Sony's loving it, Xbox is loving it. Why not? I mean, it's free, and it and it's also a big old fu to the other companies. You know, it's like yep. huh, we did it. We didn't get paid for it, but we did it. What are, yeah. what, what are you doing? You know, and it just puts you know puts the light on five hundred five, EA, Activision. You know, all of them for uh, to, even two K. You know. For, for all the you know the extra charges and the unknowns that we're dealing with right now can you know if you have an X uh, I'm sorry series X can you play those older games still with with the added benefits the whatever that uh, the AI and and all this stuff's gonna do yeah is it gonna be the same no it's not you're still gonna be playing this gen's game with a little bit of you know touch up you know it's yeah. uh, unless they optimize it, it's, no, well, they, they've already said that you're getting optimized. Yeah, that you're, you're right. getting you're getting PC Ultra settings is what well, you're going to get. I'm talking about the other games. Oh, oh okay. Here, yeah. So unless they optimize it, you know, you're you're going to get a little bit of something. But now with what they're doing, they're getting you the better graphics. They're doing the optimizations. So now your load times are going to be su- super smooth. You you probably won't even remember that you had load times until you go back if you have. The old console still, let's say, you know, you give uh, little Johnny or, uh, uh, you know, Jennifer, you know, here you go. Here's my old console. And then you're sitting down, you're playing games with them on their console. And you're like, why is this taking so long? Yeah. This is what's going to happen. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With with these new consoles, everything's going to be a lot smoother, a lot cleaner. It's going to be beautiful. It's, it, it might be feel like, you know, how we went from a 16-bit uh, and then you're going back to 8-bit. You know, I'm, I'm throwing it out there like that. It's a little bit. Hey, more hey, you know that. what? I, I think you're on to something. I think that, again, I, I, a lot of people are suggesting that the next gen is not going to be, graphically speaking, uh, a, a, an unbelievably noticeable jump. I, I disagree with that personally, especially when you add ray tracing. Uh, but I think that where we're going to see the advancement is in, of course, going from regular mechanical uh, hard drives to SSDs. And I think that is where it's going to shine. And I think that's where this particular game is going to shine. Uh, Slow-mo, if there's one particular person that jumps into my mind for a lot of reasons is the lovely Lady Luca, who has beaten The Witcher 3 probably about 30 times. And I cannot wait to go to Twitter after this show and hear what she has to say about this because you know she's getting a Series X. And I believe she said she's getting a PlayStation 5. And I believe she'll play this game again. Uh, but uh, she's going to have a lot of things to say about it because it's one of her favorite franchises. But for you, mm-hmm. Witcher 3, again, for me, not the highest on the list because of the whole inventory system. It bothered me, but whatever. But dude... What could you say about CD Projekt Red? My God, they just continue to marvel the fan base and prove and and really lay the groundwork as to what a company that gives a flying F about their fan base should do, i.e. remedy EA, Activision, and whoever else you want to throw into the mix that they don't do. What, What are your thoughts on this announcement from today? Uh, first, I just want to say, absolutely, Luca will play through it again. Oh, just she absolutely her. will. Yeah, right? yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but I just, I, I, I really appreciate CD Projekt Red's uh, co- culture in, in, in regards to being so customer focused. That they, I, I mean, I haven't played all through The Witcher Three. I haven't finished the base game, so I know. Yeah. You know I, I don't know for certain. And like you. The game's good, and the the side stories are amazing. Yes, but it's it's just the combat isn't really my cup of tea. Me. So I I've been kind of slowly slogging through it, but it's a high quality RPG. So many people feel it's the best RPG to come out this generation, and I think this is this this is just you know uh, more proof that CD Projekt Red really focuses on their customers the gamers and and as a publisher as well as a platform holder because they they, they run a store gog on pc they yep. really that that is drm free by the way they they do things differently and it's not all about making money for them like so just one of those dlcs for the the witcher 3 um take it any other one's called blood and wine blood and wine is probably considered one of the best dlcs of all time yeah like that's ten- what i've heard 10 15 bucks for one yes. of the best expansions of I all think it was time. a 30 hour expansion potentially more yeah that's a skin in Fortnite. <laughs> it sure okay. is just think about the comparison to that it that's sure is. that's not even one of the skins in rogue company a game i've been playing like crazy lately but they just earlier this week announced 20 dollars skins for their game and it's and it's just like i looked at it like first of all it's ugly 
<laughs> second of all, twenty dollars. But the fact that they do that, you know, that's really, really old. It reminds me back when I used to play Dragon Age, and they came out with the drag, um, the expansion on Dragon Age Origins, which was Awakenings, and that was fifteen dollars, and that was a twenty-hour, completely separate campaign with brand new characters you could bring your character your your gray warden from the original game on into it or do a whole brand new character it was amazing amazing work for just 15 bucks and it i like that they keep that focus that they don't yeah. go with the joneses of okay we're gonna hit you with loot boxes and oh we were, we're gonna hit you with, with performance upgrades ex- experience boosters as, as ubisoft would do it you know, we, we don't do none of that stuff. We're going to charge you $1 for a dot on your screen, like Activision. Like, no, we're not going to do any of that kind of stuff. So I really appreciate that about them. Yeah. And again, it's it, it, it's why they are the most beloved company uh, or development house in gaming. Listen, folks, we are past the two-hour mark. Uh, I want to thank the near – we had over 350 people here, uh, which is great. Real quick, Viper DX once again. Shows his outstanding generosity. We're dropping on an additional five dollars. Super Chat says, "Still waiting to see if Rockstar is actually charging for the next gen GT- GTA Five, especially after this Witcher news by CD Projekt Red. I have a feeling they still will. Oh, absolutely, yeah. they are counting the cash on how many people are going to buy next gen GTA Five. I mean, think about this. And this is, and this is again." Take nothing away from the game. The game is a masterpiece. No, 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 no questioning it. But my God, if you think about what they're going to pull off, you want to you want to talk about the hat trick, folks. Launching the game in the Xbox 360 PS3, they made bank. They launched, they relaunched it in the X, uh, the, I mean the Xbox One X PS4, they made bank. Guess what? It's coming to next next gen consoles. And it's going to make bank again. And they know that. And that's why 2K are part of the evil empire known as the gaming uh, companies out there. Uh, Again, support it if you want. But if you don't want to support it, vote with your wallet. That's how we make a difference. Uh, And I want to thank everybody that was here. First of all, I want to thank the outstanding generosity that continues to come in each and every show. It is really humbling to know that you enjoy the content enough to drop your hard-earned money on this particular program. And, and, of course, my other programs as well. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Of course, I have to thank Lethal Papa doing what the sheriff does best. And that's keeping the streets of these chats clean, along with several other of the modders. Uh, one of which who was a guest yesterday, the indie gamer who uh, completely knocked it out of the park, and he is a part of this crew that keeps these interwebs safe from the trolls. Uh, Sin Vendetta comes in at the last minute and drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat on top of what he's already donated, and he says, just for the record, slow-mo, the old Hunter's expansion is the best piece of DLC released this generation. Just wanted yeah, to be Sin Vendetta. He's <laughs> an amazing person. LOL. Listen, dude, let's push your channel a little bit. You are a content creator that does things that most content creators don't do. You don't chase clicks. 
you don't change uh, you don't chase trends what you chase what you put out there is competent and interesting thought provoking content and i think that you need uh to have more subs i would love to help you uh, push you across the 1,000 uh, subs because I think that that is um, it's important for content creators. It means that we have arrived. And if you like me, uh, enjoy content that is thought provoking and is certainly not built around getting just a quick click for a number. Sub this dude's channel. Go, go, I mean, his information, it's it, its a couple of clicks. You go into the show notes, you see Slow-Mo's name, you click it, and you fucking push the sub button. It's that simple. <laughs> Slow-Mo, tell everyone where they can follow you and potentially sub your YouTube channel. Hey, I, again, boom. I, I greatly appreciate that. I, that's that's awesome that Listen, you, you would. We you are. Would. The one thing that I have built this channel on besides community is giving back. And I think that, and again, I'm, I'm not calling out anyone in particular or any channels, but we know some of the bigger ones. And mm -hmm. I would really appreciate a kick in the, you know, a push, a pat on the ass, so to speak, every now and again. And I know my channel is small, but if I can help others, you're goddamn right. I'm going to go out of my way to at least try. Right. That, that yeah, like as again, I I can't I can't say any more than hey, I I, I really appreciate that. I, I I'm I'm glad you like the content. I'm glad like it seems like people who have said have enjoyed my content. And for those who haven't checked my channel before, I'll just just briefly tell you what my 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 channel is about. Like I I focus it on games. It doesn't matter what the platform is. If the, the game and the studio is fire, I talk about it. I I I like to do my research. So when I go in. On the game, for example, I did a video recently on Insomniac, and I talked about Ratchet and Clank, and talk, talked about Spider-Man Miles Morales, and but then after that, um, what I like to do that's a bit different than what other people do when they talk about the game is I like to talk about the studio, their history, um, how how they came out, how they came about. I find interviews on their development process. Um, things like, for example, with Insomniac, how they use all custom engines. And that's their their workflow. They feel more comfortable and feel like they can get games out quicker if they just make all their own tools and make their own engines. I've done the same thing for Obsidian with Avowed and talking about their history. Uh, I did a big video about Xbox Game Studios and how they acquire studios. I uh, keen their Bridge of Spirits and Ember Lab. I, I that's the kind of stuff I like to do. Um, I also do a content on road company I, I basically talk about games that i like if i like the game you're going to hear me talking about it road company is amazing to me um i got a 40 minute video coming out for that like sometime this weekend probably it's it's an overview and tier list breakdown of the entire game and you know i then I, I do my live streams where you know i just rock out with the chat we play some games uh we laugh at me dying it's, it's it's all it's all fun you know this is what game is about it's supposed to be about fun you know well listen dude again uh, lo love having you on the show uh enjoy the banter that we have on a regular basis love what you do on brap uh and of course love what you do with uh our very good friend uh gaming forte uh oh, and yeah let me let me plug that real quick so look all right um tuesday tuesday at 9 p.m eastern um we will likely 
announce before then the name of our podcast but what we do is we go back and forth um one week it'll be on my channel the next week is on his channel then we switch it up and um the, the podcast will be on his channel at 9 p.m eastern sub to him too if you haven't sub to him definitely do that because forte forte's videos be up there man i mean like i know everyone talks up coat Cody Eastwood and I'm like, hey, I think Forte might, you know, he might actually give Cole a run for his money I, I, when I it comes agree. to yeah. his 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 content, his video editing is on a whole nother level. I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm not going to brag or anything and act like I, I got kind of like, you know, helped him get there, but I did. I did, but I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but yeah, I, you know, I hope we get there, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Check us out. We, we just do a two man show. We get into these topics. If you've been in any kind of live stream with me and Forte before, you know, we're like water and oil. We, we yeah. will argue all day like and it's it's people find it entertaining it's it's great that's my that's my bro i, I don't really you know it's never any any problem or anything like that we, we we just love to argue with each other and just just have fun talking about uh the greatest hobby there is which is gaming so yeah yeah come check us out absolutely and uh next up joe joe you're doing some yeah. big things on your channel uh yeah. I, I don't know we're always trying to get you to the 105 star review of course, on mm -hmm. iTunes. Uh, why don't you tell everybody about the trophy room and uh, if, they, if people want to rent you out from pay PlayStation Nation, how much would that cost? Ooh, it dip it just it really depends what individual bank accounts thing. look like. But um, <laughs> I would say just an easy grand. Okay, all right. <laughs> you Go know, high, so high, right? It's yeah, I mean, that. well, I some would say it's a little low. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> so first and foremost, you can find the trophy room, uh, a PlayStation podcast over on Apple podcasts, Google play, Spotify, wherever you find an RSS feed. It's where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things, PlayStation each and every Thursday, you can find my video content at the moment at bad bit games. That's where you could also find the video version of my show. And then on Monday, there is a mystery announcement with me. Gamer, or sorry, with the trophy room, with Gamer Talk Radio, with Mega Dads, with DLC podcasts, we're going to be doing something really cool. Something, um, you know, if you have a platform, you got to do something good with it. That's that's always I, I been my motto. And so we're going to do something that uh, not a lot of podcasts are doing, and I'm very proud of it. So nice, yeah. we, we can't wait to hear, it, dude. It's going to be great to uh, see you grow. Uh, hopefully, uh, we 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 have been able to help that uh, move in the correct direction absolutely, because absolutely. you are. Uh, one of the better PlayStation um, podcasts. I mean, I, some would say the best. I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I try to be again, humble. I, I don't want to throw anybody on the spot, but I definitely appreciate the work that you're doing. Uh, <laughs> you. Next up, Crispy Bomb, you are a very busy individual because not only are you on this pr uh, fantastic program uh, on Friday mornings, you're also on Retro Renegades, as well as the next podcast. Do me a favor, dude. Tell everyone what else you're up to and where they could follow you on social media. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Boom. Panel was fire. Chat was fire. Always love uh, waking up on a Friday morning with a cup of coffee and talking games with you guys. But it's at Crispy Bomb on Twitter. You can find me on Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. Uh, you can find me on Retro Renegade, 7 p.m. Tuesdays. And uh, this week, I also will be guest appearing on Gaming After Dark with Mr. Noof Nukem and the boys nice. there. 
Very yeah. nice. And then uh, Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Yes, we have moved the next podcast to Thursday p.m. 7 p.m. PM Thursday nights. And uh yeah, you can find me here every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Breakfast with Boom. We'll definitely appreciate the input that you bring and of course the gaming knowledge that you have that you, of course, talk about on a regular basis. And of course, your opinions are real. Uh, you don't hold anything back. And that's what I think a lot of people appreciate about your presence, not only on these shows, but on social media as well. And last and no way least, Redpool, you, my friend, have been a great addition to this particular panel. But I think you bring the fire no matter where you show up. And we know that you have currently joined our very good friend, Wilmy Hood's show. But you also are doing a little something for your own channel. Talk about that for a second. Okay, well. I decided that uh, I was going to do my own thing. I, I wanted to do something completely different. Um, everybody, you know, we, we all want to stand out, you know, um, like, like slow-mo when he was, when he first started, I'm, I was one of the double digits when I followed him. So props to me, props to him for being, you know, in the triples and almost at that grand that he needs to be at. My man, um, my man, I yo, yo, yeah, this is so true. I remember Dred, you know, commenting on the videos back in the day. Good, you know, good job, keep going. I'm like, hey, like that, that kind of stuff has always been. Yeah, been, and that's yeah. that's the way we need to be. We need to help each other out. You know, we need to keep pushing each other to do better and do more. Don't, don't, you know, oh, this video sucked. No, no, you know, cri uh, criticize properly. If you didn't like something, say, hey, you know. I wasn't a fan of this thing or something like that. You know what I mean? We, we should help push each other to do better and more. You know, we want all of us to expand and, and be bigger, you know, and, and, yeah. and bring up more people from, from below us too, you know, and bring everybody up together. And it's not just positivity. It's everything in all of all aspects in life. So with that, that's, that's where I decided I was going to go with, um, uh, the different is I'm going to sit down with with uh, another person and we're going to talk about gaming while we're eating. We're going to talk about life, whatever it is. We're going to sit down and, and promote that that business a little bit. And it's so I called it breaking bread with dread and I already nice. have the first mm. one. I started this a couple months ago and that's all the stuff that I've been teasing about that. I'm working on something special mm -hmm. secret projects. This is what it is. I've already pushed it out it's on anchor and then anchor pushes me out to all the other uh podcasts so i'm on google breaker outcast uh spotify radio public i'm still waiting on apple podcast and Castbox. those are the only two that haven't come back to accept it yet but it's it's pushing it out and then once it pushes out um i'll, I'll wait a week or two so that way i'm still somewhat relevant and transfer that over to youtube so that way if anybody wants to actually see uh the places we're going i'm going to try to get some more pictures and 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 you know of the food of the place and you know promote the place a little bit so it's you know i'm trying to do local places little mom and pop shops and creators that i can drive to you know and and meet up with so it, it's um i've already scoped one out for uh yesterday a nice little place that's quiet so you get the the nuances of the waiter coming up to you and asking you if your water's okay or if you would like a refill or you know what I mean how's yeah. your food so all that stuff you got all that background noise because it everything here is always clean you know yeah. i wanted that thing where if you're sitting down with us 
it feels like you're sitting down with us while we're talking like all mm -hmm. the two of us or three of us, because I do, I do plan on, you know, having like more than just one person with me sometimes um, that you would actually sitting down at the table with us, you, you know, and just enjoying the conversation. You know, we're just a, a, a group sitting down and eating and just chatting away. Well, it sounds so. fantastic. It's something that hasn't been done before, and I think you're going to see some significant success with that. Hopefully no one bites your idea that's a bigger channel, and hopefully uh -huh. you get the uh, recognition you deserve. Folks, listen, this has been a fantastic show. If they show. do bite the idea, we're going to talk about it. We are definitely mm -hmm. going to bring in the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go to Joe for that. He has a lot of friends in the uh, legal world. Folks, this yep. has been a great show. I, I, I mean, I, we're probably one of my favorites, and I know I say that a lot, but this was a lot of fun. This was like a bunch of guys hanging out with a bunch of guys and gals mm -hmm. just talking about games and that's what it, that's what i like to do with these shows i want to wish everyone a fantastic weekend enjoy gaming on whatever console you enjoy and i want to close out with something that's important to me hopefully it will eventually be one day important to you and that's something that my pop taught me when i was a kid it made me a better man but more importantly made me a better public servant for the nypd of 21 plus years and i had an amazing career and met a lot of amazing people he used to say this son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.